to the Tory Sess Show. Today is October 8th, 2020. We are 26 days away from Election Day. And um, we had a lot going on yesterday. We had the vice presidential debate. Didn't seem like a debate. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I want to say I was kind of taken back by the plexiglass, you know, around them. Kind of like it's like viruses. Oh, they don't go around stuff. They don't go on top of stuff. You know, the plexiglass is going to stop everything. Then, you know, how the media was saying that because um, Vice President Pence had a pink eye, that meant that he had COVID. And then we had this fly land on his head. Mm, flies on walls, I'm just saying. And so um, we had Kamala lying. Like all she did was lie. I was in my vehicle shouting. Uh, someone was streaming it on Twitch. You know what, guys? Twitch is so much uh, better in streaming content. So it was like going through my speakers in my car. And I was just like, I was like, what? Say something. And, you know, Susan Page of USA Today did a pretty good job, you know. Uh, and I have to say, Pence, this is this is why I'll go back to that show about the sheriff's meeting and VP Pence. You could see it in his face. Like this guy, she was like, Mr. Pence, Vice President Pence, Vice President. And he, it was as if she wasn't even talking. He would just continue to go. And he was straight faced. Like, how could he have a straight face? Every time Kamala spoke, I would think of her eating a pork chop and dancing with her actors as if they were doing some Hitler parade. You know, that's all I could think about. That is all I could think about every time I would see her. Um, you know, she lied, lied and lied. And then she talked about fracking. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just going to tell you this morning, I have been falling through insane documentation. So, you know, I am privileged to have amazing um, people. You know, when you guys donate to me, you're funding people that do some digging for me too. And so this one person who, by the way, is like an autist, like super autist. I don't even have to say much. And so I was looking at something in respects to Google and so is that, you know, obviously patterns. I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen this before. Sat there, pondered on a cigarette. And then the alarm bells went off <laughs> in my building. Um, and I was thinking, what? You mean I need to climb down 17 flights of stairs? Shut up. And so um, I'm pondering and I was like, that's right. The water. That's where I've seen it before. Boy, 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 do I have stuff in store. So I've already finished one article draft, which was what led me to the next one. Boy, when I, okay, let me see if I can give you a number so far. Okay. This is really <laughs> incredible, actually. Hold on. Um, pulling up the numbers. 
uh, is the amount of money laundered. <laughs> Wait, it's so funny. So that's coming. Um, so that's coming soon. Hopefully I'll have that done today. I was like, what? Shell game on. You know, remember my job, my job, my job as a private contractor was looking at all financial transactions that had to do with energy. And that is pretty vast because you'll be surprised what's considered energy. Um, so I thought today what we could do is first review things like little tidbits that we should be in the know, right? And then we're going to listen to the full President Trump, Maria Bartiroma interview this morning and hash it down. Now, why am I doing this? Well, we're on a we're on a kind of sit and watch type of thing right now. Um, before I get into, I mean, today I was thinking that I would start another thread because I kind of left it on the whole Libya, you know, Benghazi incident, which was a tipping point. But then I thought, well, should I wait till Shadowgate 2 to drop the next one? Because I'm going to tell you something. Shadowgate 3 will awaken the most drowsy people there are. And for those of you that have already been on the Patriot train, it's going to be exhilarating to see the notions that you had, the thoughts that you've had in your mind of, well, wait a minute, the people that have been thrown under the bus, uh, for example, General Flynn, um, all of it will be coming to the surface. So I just wanted to say, I'm pretty sure uh, at some point this month, we're going to send you a picture. Well, Millie Weaver will put out the picture. Um, just so you can see how intense it is. I mean, Shadowgate 3 had to be completed before Shadowgate 2 can go forward because it's a trilogy. And when you tell a story, you have the beginning the middle and the end. So the middle is where the riveting fire happens, right? And then the end is where you put, you seal the deal and finish it. So um, that is something that I wanted to tell you and it all ties in. Obviously, Shadowgate 3 will happen after everything with General Flynn is done only because I I don't want it pulling away from what he's doing uh, because we need to focus on what the amazing Sidney Powell is doing. Uh, the fact that she filed to disqualify and remove the judge, love it. And like I said, when the president was in hospital, the most incredible thing he did, right guys, was uh, appointing who? Tom Fitton and Larry Elder. So let's uh, listen to, you know what? I actually can't wait and I'm hoping this happens at some point next year to have dinner with Lou, Lou Dobbs. I just want to cuddle him because this opening statement just made me realize just how frustrated he is. I hope you guys can see it too. I mean, I love the way 
he puts this into perspective. So um, I'm going to share with you this um, report that he did with uh, Tom Fitton, geriatric glove. You know, I think that's President Trump's fault. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lou Dobbs um, is, um, from from what I see, um, Lou Dobbs, you know, he's he's just like, he's so over it. I mean, he used to play the game. Then he was like uncomfortable with the game. And now he's like, you know what? Uh, you know, if I can't talk about it at all, if I can't say this, then I'm not talking about it at all kind of thing. Um, so he plays the game and uh, he seems he seems fed up. And, and I like that. So you can hear it in his voice in this um, snippet. And I've only heard, you know, first like... 30 seconds. So we're watching this together. But keep in mind, most of the stuff we watch on here, I haven't watched. Okay. We watch it first time together. All right. Here we go. The president of Judicial Watch, his new book, A Republic Under Assault The Left's Ongoing Attack on American Freedom, available for pre order. We recommend it to you highly. Tom, let's start with the Sidney Powell's, uh, well, uh, description of the situation in uh, federal court in Washington, D.C., and the four-year persecution of General Michael Flynn. It goes beyond Emmett Sullivan, though, doesn't it? Because the D.C. Court of Appeals have basically affirmed his departure from all norms of both federal procedure uh, and decency. Your thoughts? Well, I agree. And and I think uh, Sidney Powell and General Flynn are right to suggest that uh, Judge Sullivan has uh, the appearance of bias so great that it would require his recusal. Uh, I doubt he'll recuse himself, but at least she put it all on the record. And as you point out, he uh, has been backed up in, in, in significant measure uh, by other liberals in the, in the D.C. circuit. And, you know, the, Obamagate isn't over, Lou. It's continuing, and you're seeing it continuing in Judge Sullivan's court. His behavior has been deplorable. Yep. It's been awful. I've never seen anything like it in all my years at Judicial Watch. Uh, to, to the, the, the anger directed at Flynn while ignoring the evidence of criminal activity by the government is just remarkable. Judge Sullivan used to be a good judge. He ain't anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, that uh, I want to congratulate you, speaking of not anymore, uh, your appointment to the D.C. Commission on uh, Judicial Disabilities and Tenure. Uh, you are no longer, uh, uh, you now have a direct role in, the, in assessing uh, the capability and the integrity of judges. Uh, congratulations on that. Give us a sense of what you want to do on that commission. Well, it's a presidential appointment. I'm obviously honored by the president's confidence in me and obviously judicial watching directly. Uh, it's, it's a key commission here in the District of Columbia that monitors the ethics and disciplines judges and potentially can remove them from the bench. Uh Hold on. I just wanted to say, I have said this before. Tom looks like he pumps iron, right? Every time he drops a lawsuit, he buffs up even more. Um, I absolutely adore him because he is the perfect person to oversee the horrific DC swamp. Uh, so it's a serious business, and I'll be the only presidential appointee there. 
And I'm hoping uh, to give the district the best uh, judiciary in the country uh, through my contribution to the commission. Uh, Lord yeah. knows we need all the help we can get well, for we, justice in this town. Well, we thank the president for appointing you to that important role. Uh, and we thank you for serving and uh, and we thank you for uh, taking on what is happening in the nation's capital because the federal courts in that uh, town, I will uh, speak to you just as old Tom uh, Fitton, uh, the head of Judicial Watch, not the new Tom Fitton uh, in, in your commissioner role, but it's it's deplorable to see what the federal judiciary has become in this country. This, as you point out, uh, this political corruption has gone well beyond the FBI and the DOJ, uh, and it's the federal government broadly. It's the federal judiciary. Uh, there's a stench uh, now emanating from what used to be uh, the greatest court system in the world. It is no longer that. Your thoughts? Well, this position I'm in relates to the local D.C. court uh, system, not the, the courts that Judge Sullivan and, and his uh, senior colleagues sit on. Uh, but uh, the politicized judiciary, when it comes to uh, President Trump, has really undermined. It's not just Judge Sullivan. There are other judges throughout the country who throw out the rule of law and change the rules simply because it looks like it's President Trump. And you see partisan decision making even as we approach the elections yes. where you have judges changing election rules to help one side. And thankfully, the Supreme Court is stepping in now and again to correct it. Uh, but uh, it, they're not only undermining the rule of law, they're undermining the confidence in our elections by playing games uh, through their judicial decision making. It's really it's a really an awful time and an awful threat to our, as my book notes, our Republican form of government. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, before we uh, uh, leave you, uh, give us your sense of what you would expect from tonight's debate and what you're hoping for. Well, I'm hoping uh, Vice President Pence and uh, there's a uh, and and the moderators and and Senator Harris talk about the current corruption scandal embroiling Joe Biden, embroiling the Obama administration that's victimized President Trump. Are they both? Uh, if you know, <laughs> if Harris were honest on this issue, she'd be as outraged about it as we are. We're all <laughs> supposed to be against abusing the FBI, abusing the CIA to spy on innocence. And that's what they yeah. did against President Trump. And it's shameful that one political party doesn't care about it. And it's frankly frightening uh, because none of them have been put in jail or significantly prosecuted for what they've done. And is it gonna yeah. happen again? Or is it gonna continue it makes me, with yeah. new targets? Yeah, that, that uh, fact that you referenced uh, concerns me deeply. Not only the political corruption and the and the hate uh, that is the Democratic Party, but also the uh, the deference and the passivity of the Republicans, and the deference exactly is, right. of course, to the establishment, uh, Wall Street, and the and the corporate America. Tom Fitton, thanks for being with us, and I guess that we should say right there, thank God uh, that President Trump is leading this nation. He couldn't have said it any better, you guys. Thank God President Trump is in control because he has people like Tom Fitton and Rick Grinnell, who, okay, uh, you know, he's 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 obviously amazing and has a sense of fashion, a winning smile. But this guy is, you know, all about truth, all about transparency. And that's what makes him most attractive because he is fighting for our nation. And fighters 
come in pretty boxes and not pretty boxes, but they're there. And he is one of them. Take a listen to this interview. Former acting director of the National Intelligence uh, of National Intelligence and former U.S. ambassador to Germany, now senior advisor to the Republican National Committee. Rick, great to have you with us. And uh, and John Radcliffe releasing documents today for John Durham. And my first question has to be to you. Why is he announcing he's releasing documents and supports John Durham? at this moment. That has, to me, been a little confusing. Can you help us out? Well, first of all, Lou, uh, there are thousands of documents that need to be declassified and that need to be uh, given to Congress, the Senate, uh, to Durham, to, to investigators and those in oversight positions, because uh, we, we just haven't had the ability to be transparent yet. Uh, Washington has tried to spoon feed this information for a very long time, and it, it's the ways of Washington. It's they try to wear out the public so that when you hear Russian collusion after them spending three years talking about it, now the public is is dismissive, or reporters are even dismissive, and so they wear you down. This is the Washington way. But I will I will say this: we have not seen how the Russian collusion. Uh, investigation, how it started. And that's the key. We've had a lot of uh, career intelligence officials stand up from the very beginning and say that this was Russian propaganda from the very beginning. And those voices have not had their day in court. They have not been able to share completely what they warned against. Those uh, individuals leading the intelligence agencies during the Obama era silenced those voices. Those career intelligence officials were silenced. And so all we're trying to do now is be transparent. And it certainly has gotten a lot of people in Washington upset. Whenever you try to be transparent, Washington DC types don't like it because they like to control the narrative, control the information and hand it out in little ways so that they can spin it. Uh, we've seen Schiff do it. We've seen Samantha Power do it. We've seen Susan Rice do it. We've seen um, Brennan and Comey. This is a whole cast of characters. And I'll tell you why this really matters, Lou, is that the American people need to know that their government doesn't have leaders that weaponize the powers of government against their political enemies. Mm -hmm. This is the type of thing that when it happens in foreign countries, we condemn it. I spent 11 years at the State Department, and when we would see opposition folks in other countries do this, these types of tactics, we would condemn it. Rick, there's a, to me, it's, it's a little simpler than that. And I want to first, when I say this, commend you for uh, breaking wide open uh, the issue of transparency and declassifying documents and, and uh, recognizing the American public's right to know. But this is very simple to me because we have a smoking gun now, and those are the, the notes of John Brennan that John Radcliffe has released. That uh, declassified and released, that is a smoking gun if I've ever seen one. Uh, and, and the reaction of the national left-wing media is what it's always been. It isn't just about slow walking. It's not a, just about slow walling and stonewalling. The Democratic Party is responsible, along with the deep state, 
for an effort to, first of all, black a to block a presidential candidate uh, through not only surveillance, but an actual espionage operation against that campaign, and also trying to overthrow a president of the United States. There's nothing subtle or nuanced or clever about it. They were about as bold and uh, and irresponsible uh, as you could be. And there's only one reason that professionals would be that brash and that irresponsible, and that is they knew they they were untouchable. And they've proved for four years they're untouchable. Don't you agree? Yeah, look, this is, I do agree, and this is the exact ways of Washington that I'm speaking of. This is how it always works. Thank God we have Donald Trump, who is uh, somebody who is the complete outsider, who doesn't put up with all of this. And we still have individuals within the intelligence community who are hell-bent on making sure that all of the information doesn't come out. And what you talk about, uh, this handwritten notes, um, you know, this is a this is one of those Nancy Pelosi hair salon moments when Brennan was confronted with the notes. What did he do? He blamed those who who gave the notes out, just like how Nancy Pelosi went right. after the salon owner. This is the this is what they do in Washington. Instead of talking about transparency and in the information, they attack the messenger. Um, you know, I saw Michael Hayden on on Twitter going after me and calling me, uh, you know, ridiculous right. uh, names, personal attacks, all because we were calling for transparency. This is um, really something that I think we're at the point, we don't need the media anymore. We need action from the Department of Justice to look at this and to say, who did what illegally and prosecute them? And 27 days to election, Rick, our final question. Uh, you get the last word here. Uh, will William Barr and John Durham actually have the guts and the principle to move that information and bring charges against those who are obviously chargeable uh, of uh, great offenses against this, this country? Will they act? Well, let's the remember election? that... Let's remember that this information um, that we just got from, from DNI Radcliffe has been declassified just recently. These are documents that we've been trying to get for a very long time declassified. So Durham right. is just getting some of this information now, not because of anyone's fault, not because of Durham or DOJ foot dragging, but because the bureaucracy of the intelligence agencies is very good at stonewalling and it takes people to dig deep and to uh, put people in a corner to get this out. I have every confidence that Bill Barr knows exactly how to follow the facts and that he will, and that Durham is not paying attention to the election, that he will continue to do his work. And regardless of the political outcome, we will see the facts uh, come forward. Well, the hell with regardless of the political outcome, because the essential truth is that this is a moment in which this country will decide who we are and what we will be. Uh, and uh, God help us if we permit uh, the Justice Department in any form or fashion to think it has license uh, to carry out a year-long investigation and don't have the capacity for alacrity in a moment of great national need. Uh, if they don't, damn their hides, Rick. I I can't uh, I can't uh, soft pedal it. I'm sorry. 
Rick Grinnell, thanks for all you've done for the country. We appreciate it and look forward to all you'll do. Wow, what a breath of fresh air this man is. Uh, you know, giving a platform to those that are fighting for us, uh, calling it like it is. And, you know, Rick Grinnell strikes me as the guy, listen, he's that friend and we all have that friend that doesn't take any BS. So it's the friend that says, come on, let's go out for dinner. And you're just like, oh, you know, I'm really busy. Get off your fat behind, put on some clothes and we're going out. You know, you're just saying this. So when you make excuses, he shuts you down with facts. He, I, all of us have that friend. All of us have that friend. That's what he strikes me as. And this is what a natural leader does. And this is why people like Lou, right, that you would see on the stream, be like, whatever, seem attractive to us because they are real, uh, real, raw, transparent, and stand by their convictions. You, They wear their, their convictions on their sleeve. And that is kind of the way your hands are. You know, it, naturally, naturally, when we want to show that we don't want any trouble and that we're being honest, we naturally lift our hands up and show our palms. This is an instinctive type of response that all mammalian, uh, you know, all mammals have, uh, which is to show that they have no weapons. So they won't show teeth. Cats close their eyes. You know, when they're not a threat, um, you know, they'll 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 nod or close their eyes. Um, canines do the same. They bow and shut their eyes. That's their weapons and don't show teeth. Humans lift their hands up and show their palms, uh, showing that here is, look, I have no weapons. This is how I feel when I hear and see some of these people speak as if their palms are up and saying, look, I have no weapons. My hands are clean. I'm coming to you with honesty and, and transparency. And that's what I like about it. Great breath of fresh air. Um, whereas, you know, during the debate yesterday, there was from both sides, there wasn't transparency. Um, it seemed as if Pence was tuned out completely uh, to cues of, hey, your time's up. Hey, we're talking about this. And he would answer whatever he wanted to answer because it was scripted in a way where Kamala Harris had the last say, like President Trump hates troops. He called them this. That would have been great where he could have been like, well, it was Joe Biden that said, hey, come on, you fools or whatever. I don't even want to repeat what he said. Clap, you know, as if, you know, they're his props. That's how he spoke to the military. He could have said that. But it was very well scripted. Everyone knew the questions. Everyone knew their turns. It's just that what was awesome, it was pretty badass listening to it, is that Pence was like, uh, I don't care what the script says because that response was all faux and I'm going to put it out there. So it was, it was, it was pretty good. Now everyone's talking about this fly. Someone was, uh, so awesome, uh, to send me, uh, in the matrix, um, video where it shows this fly. So I'm going to share it with you so we can get to that fly question, which popped out of nowhere. But remember fly F L I fly. I have flies on every wall, but what is this fly? Take a look. Here we go. Is, is a great insult to the men and women who serve in law. Is a great insult. Is a great insult. Is a great insult. 
So these live filters and this effects happen. And I'll tell you, I, I've been looking for it. It was, um, it was a while back that there was uh, some, some idiot leftist talking on CNN and she had like the biggest pimple ever over her lip. It was so distracting. And as she was talking, the pimple disappeared. So we do have that. We have that. So, you know, distractions, make something happen, do something, you know, that was pretty interesting. Distraction. Let's have something to talk about. Look, he mopped the floor with Kamala. I mean, I'm going to try to put together a video of, you know, them two talking with like answers to the questions. It's going to be a quite cute video now that I'm getting more comfortable with the software. And that's if I have time. Guys, I am running on like empty right now. Seriously empty. And I think, you know, like, like I said, I asked for, for one thing from a person that I trust that infiltrates quite well. And they come back with, you know, something for me this morning. And I'm like, oh, da, 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 let me write an article about this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Here's my water. And I'm just going to say that here's my water. And so $82 million later, I find something else the way it works. Right. So I'm going to have to go down that rabbit hole today. Uh, but obviously we are doing the feed tonight, right? Uh, we have episode three going on that very important to watch, uh, for those of you that are prime members. Okay. Again, I say it, it's not me that imposes you to subscribe to Amazon prime. If you have Amazon prime, you can come and watch it with us where we have discussions as we watch. Um, the feed is uh, pretty too, uh, pretty, pre pretty telling. Let's leave it at that. Now, um, before we get into, I want to take the second hour just analyzing President Trump's interview, which was explosive uh, with Maria Bartiromo. <laughs> um I got the whole interview. I haven't watched the whole interview. I've skimmed through it. It's kind of like the way I speed read. I skip, 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 go back if I like something. It's pretty interesting. Uh, President Trump made a lot of statements um, and uh, very important ones, I might add. Uh, on that note, I want us to remember what an economy, right? An economy with Biden is, with Biden is, before we get into Pelosi's answer about the economy. Because you know what's awesome? President Trump's like, hey, I want to give Trump bucks. Give me a single bill. Let me sign it. They're all playing footsie. They're all not. To I want Trump bucks. That's like great for Christmas. Shh, that's what's up. I could use the Trump bucks. And so they're playing footsie and they don't want to, uh, you know, um, help out. Uh, because they want to put their pork in it, right? Trillions, trillions. He's like, just give me a standalone. Let's send him a check. You know what? President Trump, just bypass him. You could just send out the checks. Tell him you shouldn't just print them out and send them. We already sent people. Send it off. Same people. Boom. Send it off. Unless someone gave birth to a new baby, but that would be registered. Send it off. Let's go. That, that, my friends, what needs to happen. Because... As Tom and Lou discussed, something we've been discussing for a long time here is the judiciary branch is so corrupt. And to consider that the judiciary branch is there to balance out the legislative and the executive, 
that is telling beyond anything. So let's remind ourselves what a Biden economy like. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. We want to see China rise. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, not they're competition for us. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world, and selfishly for the United States. We want China to grow. What are we What are we worried about? China, China, China definitely doesn't want General Flynn uh, to to enter the administration too bad. Um, but neither does. <laughs> what is up with our mask today, you guys, right? Orange. What did I say about the color orange yesterday? Oh, <laughs> I did say something about it, and I've warned about it for a long, long, long time. Orange. Hmm. But... Whatever, right? Okay, so let's listen to what Pelosi had to say. We're going to skip forward to questions after she talks through her color revolution type diaper. The simple fact is and has always been that unless we crush the virus, we're not going to be able to open our economy or our schools or our society safely. Since March 4th, we had our first coronavirus bill Testing, testing, testing has been a focal point of addressing crushing the virus. It has been in the legislation, but it has not been a priority for this administration. And so in our bill that we put forth, our Heroes Act that honors our heroes, our state and local folks, who are healthcare workers, first responders, Oh, sanitation, transportation, food workers who are on the front line, our teachers, our teachers, our teachers, they're on the front line. They risk their lives to save other lives, and now they may lose their jobs in order to protect them and our children and our, our country. We have to do what we do in the, in the HEROES Act, which is crush the virus. And it's not just about having the language as we have over and over, acting in goodwill that the administration would listen to the scientists when it came to testing, tracing, treatment, mask wearing, separation, ventilation, sanitation. Did I say that? <laughs> Instead, this bill, Heroes, lays out the plan. And it is a plan that the Energy and Commerce put to committee under the leadership of Frank Pallone, put together based on science, 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 on what we have to do to crush the virus. And why the administration decides to ignore science, has contempt for science, the death toll rises. Since we passed our bill nearly five months ago, over 100,000 more people have died, millions more have been infected, because they want to ignore science and because they disdain governance. They don't want to say obey science that would say now you are required to do this or that. We're on a path that we should never, never have been on at this point. So when the administration, when the president did his strange tweet that said, we're walking away from the negotiations, it was like, what? We've all been working very hard to find our common ground to agree on language so that we have an understanding of what the legislation will do. 
we still haven't heard back on the score of the, uh, the language for testing, tracing, treating. So that means that they just want money for the president to spend on who knows what, who's showing up at one of his golf clubs or something that he's going to go buy their stuff. But this is a plan, a strategic plan that Mr. Pallone will describe. Okay, is it me or does her forehead look bigger? Because her eyebrows last week were like almost in her hairline. Every time we'd see her, it looks like she was being pulled back. She seems really bizarre looking um, and kind of young on the chest. I'm just saying uh, something's off about Nancy. Something's really off. And that scientist have helped put together and support. So when the president did his tweet, the one that said uh, that um, he was walking away, I think he surprised a lot of people. I don't want to go into who they are right now, but it was a disservice to the discussion that we were having in good faith. When he walked away from the discussion, he walked away from our children. He walked away from how we can open up our schools virtually, actu uh, virtually actually, or in hybrid form, how we can educate our children. He walked away from poor children in our country in terms of the child tax credit and the child dependent child credit and uh, uh, other uh, initiatives that help the poorest children in our country. He walked away uh, from what we were trying to do uh, to put money in the pockets of the American people, food on the table, rent so they're not evicted. All of it coronavirus-centric. All of it coronavirus-centric. Not addressing any larger issue, coronavirus-centric. He walked away from our heroes. He said to those healthcare workers, police and fire, as I said before, teachers, 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 transportation, sanitation, food workers, and the rest, we just don't care. You just don't matter. This is really appalling. The list goes on and on. And of course, he walked away from safety in the workplace. He walked about uh, the lives, the livelihood, and the life of our democracy in so many ways. So here we are uh, now planting, staking out the territory so that the people will know there is a plan. And the plan isn't for the president to say that he's a perfect physical specimen did he say specimen maybe i could agree with that and and young he said he was young that his disassociation from reality would be funny if it weren't oh, i so wish he said oh my blood's not you know not dna it's usa man that would have been incredible she would have Use that in attack. Man, please, please, President Trump, say your Teflon Don. Please say it. Just give us, give us that, you know, satisfaction of just making them scathe. I'm Teflon Don, they call me. I would love for him to say that because <laughs> she's pissed. Weren't so deadly. And his people, these enablers around who are enabling death. The death toll to rise. We can. We have to shed a bright light on what has been possible for months that they chose to ignore because of their contempt for Congress and their disdain for governance. And so that's why, if there's one thing that has to be in this bill that he has never made as a priority, 
it's crushing the virus instead of the denial, delay, distortion, lack of reality that the president has all along brought to this. Let's not it be anecdotal, let it be scientific. In that regard, I'm very proud to be with Frank Pallone this morning. He has worked on this issue. He knows these All right, let's go to questions. This issue's backward forward Hold on, uh, let's go. Uh, over the years. So he p can place this in the context of public health. Here we go. You know, they, they forget the public health. Wait till I tell you the $82 million the DNC has been laundering and how. <laughs> Nancy. Vaccine is put forth in a scientific way with the appropriate clinical trials and uh, uh, consent from the scientific advisory committee that, uh, that passes on these things, that people will have trust in it and take the vaccine. Because a vaccine is only as good as as many people who will actually do it. And you see the numbers are very split in our country so far as to whether they would avail themselves of it. And that's why this has to be embraced for the scientific basis that it has, uh, not ignored because of the doubt as to the timing of it that had something to do with the election rather than the uh, a scientific evidence that it is safe and effective. Yes, sir. Just you just said, do you think it's time to invoke the 25th Amendment? I'll talk to you about that tomorrow. I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. I'm not talking about it today except to tell you, if you want to talk about that, we'll see you tomorrow. But you take me back to my point. Mr. President, they would avail themselves of it. And that's why this has to be embraced for the scientific Just basis look at those that lips. it has, uh, not ignored because of the doubt as to the timing of it that had something to do with the election rather than the uh, a scientific evidence that it is safe and effective. Yes, sir. Just, Just said, do you think it's time to invoke the 25th Amendment? Hmm. So, wait a minute. She pulls the mask down to get water, doesn't drink the water, puts the mask back up. Her forehead looks a little bit bigger. Is it me? Or am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. Maybe she got some work done. Who knows? This looks really curious. And that um, I saw that some of you commented on her Apple Watch. So great. So we can track you, Nancy. Um, this is actually something that she's worn before, just so you know. I'll talk to you about that tomorrow. I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. Yeah, we're not going to talk 25th Amendment. Now, let's go back in time. Just to last week. Remember when I showed you how they were saying that coronavirus may affect your brain and how there's research to it? Do you see how I'm telling you what they're going to be doing? right? Aren't they talking about how President Trump, because of COVID, may be mentally hindered? Do you remember how we were talking about it and how we talked about uh, the nervous system and how they're investigating and we have this whole thing? Again, not trying to toot my horn. I'm trying to tell you that if I obviously know their plans, <laughs> then they've already been laid out. You just have to trust that they stick to their plan. That's the plan you got to trust. And lo and behold, here it is. Hmm. I just wanted to say, mm, we have it right there. It's not, it's not for tooting. I'm trying to point out that since 2018, 
teen on the radio, if you've been listening, you've been getting bits and bits of the puzzle. And I've been giving you the outline of the puzzle. You know, I hate it when you get the puzzle pieces that are in the middle. And it's like, what the hell? I have no picture. And you're giving me the middle pieces. and I'm supposed to figure out how they click. So I've been giving you the corners, the sides. And here, in these 26 days, we're getting the middle pieces. There is nothing that I haven't said that hasn't occurred. And this is what I'm trying to point out. We have everything we need. You must trust the plan. And the plan is theirs. <laughs> Ours is simply that we know it. <laughs> Ours. We the people. America. The United States of America. So it's important that, you know, you... Remember this, not because I'm tooting, just because when the things happen, right? When the things happen that will be fearful for you, kind of like the, 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 hold on, let me play the sound clip so you can see what my morning was like. And I was like, I, you got to hear it because this will be something you might hear, not specifically that, but something similar to it, okay? I'm gonna play it. Hold on. The nearest stairway, do not use the elevator. Walk to the nearest stairway. Okay, and then this was going on. Hold on. That was my morning. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm gonna climb down 17 flights of stairs. See, you're gonna have those kind of alarm bells. And this is the reason why I am telling you all this because it's important that um, you understand that everything is mitigated. And obviously we already know we can't trust everything we see on TV, right? We can't, we can, make anything appear real, anything. So if we can't trust what we see and we can't trust what we hear, what do we do? Well, we've got five senses. We smell, we taste, we touch, we hear, and we listen and, and we see, right? Those are our five senses, but they all come down to what? The core, okay? The core, and the core is you, that pure blank canvas with no colors to obfuscate, just you, inside you, your faith, your ability, your discernment, your ability to cut through the noise, what answers to you. Now, all of us might not be on the same page. Trust that it is good for you, no matter where you sit right now. Trust that it is on to you. But I am trying to demonstrate to you that whatever is to come, no matter how scary it looks, all you have to do is focus on you and what is your take on it? Not your neighbors, not your friends, not your kids, not your husband, wife, grandma, you, and you stick by it because the more we stick to our core, the easier it is for us to communicate. I'm not talking about it today, except to tell you, if you want to talk about that, we'll see you tomorrow. But you take me back to my point. Mr. President, when was the last time you had a negative test before you tested positive? Why is the White House not telling the country? 
that important fact about how this uh, uh, spread into made a hot spot of the of the White House. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So tomorrow, uh, 10, 9, We're at the table. They're at the table. at the table. We want to continue the conversation. We've made some progress. We're change, exchanging language. And then, so we'll see how they, how they come back. Thank yeah, you. you know what we need to say? Fuck the table. We're just going to send the checks. That's what we need to say. Pardon my French. Because this is uh, disco dancing. Really disco dancing. Uh, just send the checks out. Forget her. Because she's busy formulating research, trust the science, science about what? What was Tori talking about? Oh, look, the brain. Hmm. <laughs> but then we could just flip it on them. I'm just saying. So uh, we're going we're gonna to take a quick intermission uh, with um, some music that is very telling. After we watch one of my favorites, Tucker, who talks about Kamala, and uh, then we'll get to President Trump. So here is my favorite. You know what? Tucker is incredible. And I don't want him leaving our screens ever. Like there should be a Tucker channel where we just watch Tucker. You know, we need to do that. We need to stop these tele, you know, actually, let me ask you a question. And I want you, those that are in chat and live with me and I can see, I want you to tell me how would you pronounce um, the following spelling? Q-U-X, Quebec Uniform X-Ray. How would you pronounce that? Would you, <laughs> yes, how would you pronounce it? Because see, um, that's something that has been in the works for a very long time by Gavin. And, you know, I pronounce it K-U-K. <laughs> K-U-C-K-S, and he's upset because it's actually pronounced K-W-I-X, quicks. Uh, I, I, you know, Q-U-X is quicks. And I want you to remember that, quicks. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I <laughs> keep saying C-U-C-K-S. And he gets upset. And I was like, you know what? It works. Because some people just say it in a funny way, even though it's quicks. Uh, so I just wanted to, to, you to remember it because uh, that should be coming quick. Um, that QUX will be flipping media on its head soon. And that's a, that's a project I've, um, I am pretty interested in. Um, in. And I'm saying this now, even though it won't happen. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a Christmas present. Who knows? Anyway, let's listen to my favorite. Tucker, who I would just have a channel on Cucks Quicks <laughs> um, just for him. It'll be the Tucker channel. And anything Tucker goes there from wherever. So that way we can subscribe to the things that we want. Um, so we got that. 
Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. An hour from right now, the vice presidential debate begins in Salt Lake City, Utah. It is a legitimate news event, obviously, but we're going to be honest with you. Under normal circumstances, we wouldn't give it exactly breathless coverage. It's not that interesting. Nothing about the vice presidency is very interesting. Quick, who did Hillary Clinton run with four years ago? If you guessed some guy, you're squarely in the majority of most Americans, but don't feel bad about it. History barely records the names of winning VP candidates. It's fair to say that Abraham Lincoln was a pretty big deal. He ended slavery and won the Civil War. But how many people remember Lincoln's first vice president, Hannibal Hamlin of Paris Hill, Maine? Even in Paris Hill, Maine, there are some who've never heard of him. Nelson Rockefeller became vice president of the United States under Gerald Ford. What do you do all day? Someone wants to ask him. I go to funerals, Rockefeller said. I go to earthquakes. And that was a fair description. With the exception of Dick Cheney, every modern vice president has been utterly subordinate to the leader he has served. Most vice presidents are afterthoughts in this country. And that was especially true of Joe Biden. Barack Obama had such a low opinion of Joe Biden's intelligence and his abilities that he openly mocked him to his staff. Twice, Obama refused to endorse Joe Biden for president, presumably for the good of the country. What's interesting and what's sad in a way is that years later, Joe Biden is still in the same role. If he's elected president, Joe Biden would remain the junior partner in the White House. Biden will be 78 on Inauguration Day. It's hard to imagine he would finish a full term. But even if he does, Kamala Harris is more than 20 years younger. She's sharper, more aggressive, and far more in tune with the radical spirit of the modern Democratic Party. Kamala Harris knows what she wants. There's no question she would bulldoze her elderly, sentimental boss. So tonight we'll be airing the vice presidential debate, but what we'll actually be looking at is Kamala Harris's audition for the presidency. That's the office she's running for, no matter what they tell you. The debate itself will look weirder than most of them do. Harris and Mike Pence will be separated on stage by sheets of plexiglass, like the checkout counter in an inner city liquor store. The Biden campaign demanded this. Actual scientists laughed at it. There's no measurable health benefit to doing it, but whatever. These are the same people who wear their masks when they ride their bicycles. They're not interested in what science says. They want to look serious. One thing they are really serious about, though, is ideology. They're not kidding. Kamala Harris has an agenda, a real one. Over this hour, we'll take a close look at what she would do as our functional president. Those details haven't been much discussed in the media, you may have noticed. Most of the coverage has centered on questions like, how do you say your name? By the way, Joe Biden still doesn't know. He regularly mispronounces it. Most of the rest of the coverage of Harris has consisted of warnings that we had better go easy on her. Kamala Harris is a woman. Any criticism will be regarded as sexist. To be clear, not as sexy, but as sexist, which is bad. Watch MSNBC issue the orders today. Her team is also aware of the unfair uh, gendered stereotypes that she might be up against. Sen uh, Secretary Hillary Clinton advising Senator Harris to be assertive, to be firm, but also to not do so too strongly as to be seen as aggressive. Unfair, to be sure, but that's the advice coming from the first female nominated to be a presidential candidate four years ago. Oh, gender stereotypes. What MSNBC didn't bother to explain is how in a world where we're required to pretend that gender categories aren't real, how in that world can gender stereotypes even exist? What exactly does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything, obviously. It's not a description. It's a threat. Leave Kamala Harris alone or we will hurt you. We'll smear you as a bigot if you attack her. Good luck getting a job after we're done. 
Harris herself has done this many times. She's a seasoned pro at hiding behind her own identity. Last fall, for example, polls showed her losing her home state in the Democratic primary. That's pretty embarrassing. But Harris had an explanation for it. Californians are racists. Americans in general are racist. That's why they don't love me. What I describe and what I believe to be the elephant in the room about my campaign. What is that? Electability. What do you mean? Electability. You know, essentially, is America ready for a woman and a woman of color to be president of the United States? America was ready for a black man to be president of the United States. And this conversation happened for him. There is a lack of ability or a difficult, a difficulty in imagining that someone who we have never seen can do a job that has been done, you know, 45 times by someone who is not that person. Yeah, a lot of racist Democratic primary voters out there. The weird thing is all of these secret racist Democrats voted for Barack Obama twice in a row. And that's pretty strange behavior for racists. Maybe it's Harris's Indian side they object to. Or maybe the whole explanation is a ludicrous crock of nonsense that doesn't even make sense. More likely, voters don't like Kamala Harris because she is a transparent fraud, from her phony inflected accent to her synthetic bio to her featherweight work history. Joe Biden's corn pop story is more real than anything about Kamala Harris, and it's not even true. Democratic pollsters know all this. They've seen the numbers, and that's why they've told Harris to start using the phrase speaking the truth. Maybe voters will think she is. One of the most important values that I think we must fight for is, is to speak truth. Let's stop right there one second. Let me introduce you to something that I'm using in the article that I wrote. And it's the word demagogue, demagogue, a leader who makes use of popular prejudices and false claims and promises in order to gain power. Huh. That's what we should call the Democrat Party. It should be the demagogue party. OK, we need to get that rolling demagogue. So basically, what do they do? They find prejudices like race, like religion, like women versus men. And then they create this narrative of, oh, my gosh, we're going to fix this. We're going to do everything. So it's totally false. They're, they're making up some drama and then they're promising you that they will fix that fake drama. And in essence, they're lying because how can they fix something that doesn't exist? It is the demagogue party. That is what it is. It's not the Democrat party. It's the demagogue party. They put, oh, guess what? Racism. And we're going to fix it. And this is what we're going to do. And, uh, and then they get elected and they do nothing to fix it because it was never there. And then all these people that bought the narrative were like, but racism. And it's like, but it doesn't exist. And it's like, but you said, see, we fixed it. <laughs> never existed. So this is the demagogue party. Demagogue party. That's what's up. Demagogue party. So this is what they are doing and this is the definition scrolling at the bottom of the screen demagogue a leader who makes use of popular prejudices and false claims and promises in order to gain power and what they're doing is they're pushing more so that way you can vote for them again because they do not want to lose power you know everybody has a price 
everybody. And I've got a list. Boy, do I have a list. And I can tell you how much every person that resigned was paid, like Paul Ryan, because I've said this. Everybody has a price. See, every human has a price. Every single one. But that list is going to come out after the elections because that's where the work begins. We impeach, we recall, and the president will be slapping the cuffs on for us. That's all we have to do. But for now, we got to keep it because we need those red seats regardless of their price because they're going to pay for it later. There's always a price to pay. Uh, that is the natural stability of order. To speak truth. We have to speak truth about it. We speak truth and we are loyal. That we speak truth. Let's speak truth. Let's speak another truth. Let's speak truth. We must all speak truth. So let's speak some truth. And we need to speak that truth so we can deal with it. Let's speak another truth. Let's speak truth about our economy. And let's speak the biggest truth. The biggest truth of all. Let's speak truth. Yes, let's do that. Who loves Tucker? Yeah, let's do that. And like uh, our one of our favorites, Rick Grinnell said she had it easy in California. Um, I wonder how that Tupac Shakur seat was. Pretty interesting. So we're going to go to small intermission, uh, get our coffee ready, and um, head first into President Trump's discussion this morning i don't want to set the world on fire i just want to start a flame in your We're back from our intermission. I hope you got your coffee ready because what we're going to do now is um, venture into <laughs> how the world is literally on fire. And we've got Maria Bartiromo desperately trying to fan the flames. And President Trump did not let up. You know, your colors show at some point. I mean, she does a good job, let's say. She does do a good job in maintaining um, a faux objective perspective. I mean, she's in politics herself, so she knows the game. Um, and it's all about game, game theory, ooh, video games, you name it. That's my spiel. And so um, uh, I had told you guys that COVID was all about impeaching the president. I told you this on March 25th because I wanted it to be symbolic. Now, Twitter got really upset because if I've got the ability to peak, you know others do too. And the effectiveness of raw facts is beyond their reach. And they can try because I've got, you know, I'm going to say something. I never thought that I would be victim to human ego. Now, I've seen my ego... Uh, you know, float a bit. It's floated, okay? Many times. Because, uh, you know, I was of the, you know, whole, um, 
useless human beings, so dumb. Look at how easy they're manipulated. That was my core attitude uh, a while back. And it changed after I saw that there were useless Neanderthal human beings really causing harm. And, and that's where I did my pivot. That's where I couldn't have felt more in tune with humanity. And like I said, it was a really hard job to be traveling around the nation, to be working 150 jobs, having a family and going to school while trying to snitch on these idiots very carefully, very carefully. Very, very carefully. So uh, I found through my time uh, that raw truth, raw facts are more receptive when they're given in like little by little, just drip, 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 because then people get accustomed to it because truth is very bitter. Truth is very bitter, especially when you realize that the fact that you can see the truth is because you weren't receptive to it. It's kind of like a blame thing. So I'm stating it the way it is. Now, yesterday I tried to introduce you to the idea of quantum internet and that was preemptively because they were going to announce quantum internet. And I was trying to take you further than just the whole, here's how the satellites are going to sit and here's how it's going to happen. And this is how far it can go. That was the introduction to, and I, and I, and I coined it the rabbit hole edition. I put it on rumble and YouTube. Um, I put, I'm putting my things on rumble because they don't remove the stuff. Uh, I'm putting it on YouTube as long as I can, right? And obviously, there there's no way I would leave Twitch. First of all, I use Twitch with an alternate handle because I game, okay? I mean, how else do you think that I was watching them talk smack through video games? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it, but I was the first one that used the DS for stuff like that. That was pretty interesting. You could be, you should be very impressed. Pokemon, yep, a great cover. Just saying. So, um... <laughs> without delving into Pokemon, uh, I wanted you guys to know, and I left that marker of the 25th of March as the 25th amendment where Google had, where, where Twitter had shut me down because they were constantly sending me a password or text to my phone, but it wasn't coming and they had me shut down. I think Haley Kennington wrote an article how just a couple of days earlier, I had written an article exposing the fact that they had uh, child pornography embedded into Twitter. And so um, uh, it was interesting, you know, it was really funny, right? <laughs> so in that article with the child pornography, I had actual like pictures of the children in compromised positions, but, you know, obviously taking away their identity and screenshots of the accounts that were following it and what they were saying. And <laughs> what's hilarious is if you guys, if you ever go to the White House and if you're part of the press too, right, or if you're having a meeting with them, you put your phone in a special box. That's a special place where they download everything. And what was funny is uh, um, a a reporter 
went to the White House the first day, had all of that in there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to expose it. And the person, listen, while I was doing this article, this is hilarious, but this is how it works. <laughs> I just want you to listen. This is so funny. Um, I had them text me, why are you sending me this? You know that I'm entering into the White House. And I was like, yeah, I know. That's why. Because then I see all of those pictures on Twitter. So then they were re-invited a couple days later to go back to the White House um, after that, just so you know. Uh, anyway, so it was around that time at the end of March. Um, and uh, I knew that this was it. I can tell you that I'm really excited to be alive and in this time right now, living through something that is a legend. This period of time is actually legendary. And maybe because you're in it, you don't see how legendary it is. But I can promise you that the future will remember this as a legendary time. And so it's really, really exciting. And going off of memory is only so much that I can do uh, at the moment. Uh, but this is legend. This is a legendary time because it's right before the golden age. And it was, it was, um, it was funny how I remembered in March that this was about impeachment, uh, because that was what happened on the 25th day to the elections. Today is 26. Remember she said, we're going to talk tomorrow. What is it? 25 days away from the election, 25th amendment, 10, nine, by the way, 10, nine. So such a symbolic date. And it is for me because that was the day that never mind. I don't even want to talk about that. I'll just leave it. But I'm just going to say it is a very symbolic day um, for me on a personal level, but for the people of America right now. And um, tomorrow is 10-9. Um, Nancy said they're going to talk 25th Amendment tomorrow. And that is 25 days away from the election pay attention. Symbology will always be their downfall because it's through the numbers and through agreeing with the numbers that you get the best result. You understand? Symbology isn't just to tell you, but I've told you before, the reason that I was so good at the things that I was good at and am good at is because I was fluent in Numbers, math, numbers. Numbers are the basis of everything. It's an equation. One plus one is two. So if you're using numbers, you are validating a truth to make it a fact and an axiom. You understand? 25, 25, 25, 25. I'm trying to engage you in it. Even the text number that, you know, Biden is using, we see the number six is evil, but three, six, nine are the numbers that are outside of the Taurus. Um, here, I'll show you because everybody keeps thinking the Taurus is closed, but as you can see, a Taurus is open on both ends and just keeps expanding forward. As you can see it, this is the proper way of seeing it. And um, that requires um, specific numerology and mathematics. So, um, again, numbers are everything. 25th of March, I told you about the 25th Amendment, 25 days before the elections, they're pulling the 25th Amendment. It's all 
about numbers. Numbers are like a stamp of validation. I, I validate your comment. I validate your action because of the number. That's basically how it goes. So let's start with this interview. And it's a it's going to take the hour, maybe a little bit more. But this is going to be really interesting. Doctor, quote, I feel great in a memo released yesterday. Meanwhile, the president praised the Regeneron antibody cocktail, calling it, quote, a cure, prompting the company to seek emergency FDA approval overnight. Joining me right now is the president of the United States in his first interview since his COVID-19 diagnosis, Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thank you so much for being here. Uh, first question is, how are you feeling? How is the first lady feeling this morning? She's feeling good. I'm feeling good. Really good. I think perfect. And uh, we're ready to go. I'm ready to go, except the quarantine situation that you have for a little while after you get tested or whatever the procedure is. But I'm ready to do. I'm looking forward to doing the rallies. I heard that the commission a little while ago changed the debate style. And uh, that's not acceptable to us. Uh, I beat him easily in the first debate, according to the polls that I've seen. But I beat him easily. I felt I beat him easily. I think he felt it, too. He wouldn't answer any questions. And he had the uh, protection of Chris Wallace all night long. It was I thought, he, I thought Chris Wallace was a disaster. But I beat him in the first debate. At the second debate, we have a never Trumper as a host. But that's OK, because I beat him in the second debate also. And uh, but I'm not going to so do a virtual debate. So you're not so, Mr. President, you're not going to do it because the CPD, the Commission on Presidential Debates, announcing this morning uh, that the second presidential debate will be virtual. Are you saying you're not going to participate? No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. Uh, I have a host who I always thought was a nice guy, but I see he's a never Trumper. You know, came out that he's a never Trumper. Uh, we do have some of them, Maria, believe it or not, because they don't like to win. Uh, uh, and uh, I, so, but I'm I not doing, I'm not doing a virtual point, debate. They, they didn't even tell at, us at about the debate, the, Maria. So you just learned this this morning? Yeah, we learned it the same way you learned it. They called up uh, two minutes ago and uh, it was announced. And uh, they're, they're trying to protect Biden. Everybody is. They're trying like that NBC disaster where he went on a the show with Lester Holt, it was like it was meant for a child. It wasn't meant for a, a grown person. He gets up and he says, we're not fracking. We're not fracking. He was fracking for six months. He was fracking. He was raising his his very thin hand and he was fracking. And now all of a sudden he's not fracking. Well, tell the Pennsylvania people that you're going. You know, it, it's ridiculous. He said he's not fracking. That's all he said. And then all of a sudden he goes to a fracking right. mode. And how about her? She committed her life to it. And all of a sudden, she's a fracker. She's a big fracker. They're going to stop fracking the minute they get into office. They're lying to everybody. They're lying about so many different things. But you have to confront yeah. people. You can't I do it. I want to talk to you about that. I, I want to talk to you about what you, what you heard last night. But, but Mr. President, you say you're not going to do this debate. Address the criticism, Mr. President, the criticism that you removed your mask for a photo op. Uh, you got to the top of the, the steps. You removed it. People are worried about your recent diagnosis. Now you've got 30 plus people with coronavirus in and around the White House. Address that concern for us, Mr. President. Uh, as you tell the Commission on Debates, you're not going to do this virtually. Yeah, well, first of all, I think I'm better. I went, went to a point where I, I'd love to do a rally tonight. I wanted to do one last night, uh, but I think I'm better. 
to a point that I feel better than I did, uh, you know, I jokingly said 20 years ago. I feel perfect. There's nothing wrong. I had a case. I, I got it knocked out. I think it was uh, Regeneron that was responsible for it. Uh, because of that, it was sort of like almost a, a gift from heaven because because of what I went through. And I had a, you know, I felt pretty lousy. A lot of people did. A lot of people do. You know, no matter how good the security, you're not going to protect yourself from this thing with just your standard anything unless you just literally don't come out. And even those people found out. Did you see in New York City, the most heavily locked down place, the people that caught it the most were the people that were caught in their houses and their apartments, okay? It's uh, it's one well, of those you know things what? that... Yes, go ahead, Bruce. I'm glad you brought up New York because, uh, Mr. President, I'm glad you brought up New York because yesterday, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, said that the city is going to be on lockdown until November 3rd. Not November well, 2nd, November 3rd, which, of course, is well, election day, because they're trying to hurt the economy as much as possible, the Democrats. They want a November 3rd because this way they figure the economy will hurt a little bit better. My numbers won't be as good. But actually, our numbers are going to be great. Our numbers for the third quarter are going to be through the roof. Uh, retail sales, uh, employment, uh, all of these numbers are going to be great. So I don't know what they're doing. It's a shame what's happened to New York. It's like a ghost town. It's like a sad, I, I sad go, place, New York. Yeah. So and this I have friends, I have friends I mean, living you know, there. They're leaving. Look, I want to go back to, to the coronavirus for a moment, because the testing at the White House, I know, is uh, incredible. And everybody. Hold on. Just breaking. The president just tweeted out a video to his favorite people. So I want us to listen to it together. I haven't heard it yet. Um just interruption before we get into the coronavirus. Let's listen to our present. Can I hear it? There we go. So, to my favorite people in the world, the seniors. I'm a senior. I know you don't know that. Nobody knows that. Maybe you don't have to tell them, but I'm a senior. We are making tremendous progress with this horrible disease that was sent over by China. China will pay a big price for what they did to the world and to us. But we have medicines right now, and I call them a cure. I went into the hospital a week ago. I was very sick, and I took this medicine, and it was incredible. It was incredible. I, w I could have walked out the following day sooner. It was incredible the impact it had. And we're going to make that and others that are similar to it, almost identical, we're going to make them available immediately. We have an emergency use authorization that I want to get signed immediately. The FDA has moved at a level that they've never moved before. Things that would take two, three, four years are taking a matter of weeks or even sooner than that. And that's because of me. We're taking care of our seniors. You're not vulnerable, but they like to say the vulnerable, but you're the least vulnerable. But for this one thing, you are vulnerable. And so am I. But I want you to get the same care that I got. I got incredible care at Walter Reed, incredible doctors. And this medicine in particular, one medicine was unbelievable. You're going to get the same medicine. You're going to get it free, no charge. And we're going to get it to you soon. And the nice part is it's made by a number of companies. It's totally safe, but it's powerful against this disease. So we're going to get it out to you. We're going to take care of our seniors all free. And I just want to thank you. And what we've gone through as a country is a horrible thing. My opponent, as you know, he talks, but he never did anything in 47 years. I did more in 
47 months and he did in 47 years. He just talks. It's the same old thing. If it were up to him, you wouldn't have this. You wouldn't have anywhere near it for years. They wouldn't even be talking about anything like this. He had his chance with H1N1 swine flu, and it was one of the great disasters. He didn't know what he was doing, but I do know what I'm doing. And the seniors are going to be taken care of, and then everybody's going to be taken care of. And it's coming out really fast. So thank you very much. We love you. We love America. You know, I, you know what? He's got to have access to my damn articles. <laughs> I kid you not. They have to. Well, of course they do. Um, and I leave it open when I do this stuff anyway. But damn it. See, there he goes talking about H1N1. Great. Because I, my article, <laughs> so not fair, so not fair, um, is on that. It's private now because I want to make sure that I edit it. I really suck at writing. I'm a math person. So um, I think they have a backdoor access to my to my damn <laughs> private drafts and everything. <laughs> because it's, come on. But anyway, um, it's okay. Whatever. And I was like, I wanted to publish that and then publish the other one. So I want to finish the other one before I publish that. But um, that was an excellent message to his favorite people. He's giving it to them for free. Wow. Sounds like the Democrats, the demagogues are going to have a big problem, uh, you know, <laughs> shutting stuff down. Let's just remind ourselves what a demagogue is, a leader who makes use of popular prejudices and false claims and promises in order to gain power. But these are extraordinary times. These are times that will be, you know, they'll have folk songs about these times. Well, no, it's not really a folk song, is it? Well, I mean, in essence, it is a folk song, but but it's not folky. Folky word right there. So let's continue about China with Maria here. It gets tested every day. You can't even come in to see you without getting tested. Uh, every precaution was taken to protect you. Anybody who came within feet had to be tested. How is it possible that you did contract the coronavirus and what kind of protections are you putting in place now? You say you feel great, but the media is out there saying, well, you're contagious. Do you feel that you are? I mean, obviously, you know, I don't think I'm contagious, that way but you're we still have you're to ready wait to go to a rally. I don't think I'm contagious at all. Well, first of all, if I'm at a rally, I stand by myself very far away from everybody. So whether I was or not, but I, I, I wouldn't I still wouldn't go to a rally if I was contagious. But uh, no, it takes a certain period of time. I feel that I'm a I feel that I'm great. You catch this thing. A lot of people caught it. Look, you have the governor of Virginia. He wore a mask all the time. You'd never see the guy without a mask. He catches it. You have uh, senators that wore masks all the time. Tom Tillis, a very good guy who's, I think, now going to win his race because there's a part, his uh, opponent happened to have not one affair, but two affairs. Okay. That was not good timing. And uh, I think Tom Tillis is going to win his race, and he should win it. He's a good man. But he was known as a mask, Mr. Mask, we call him. He caught it. You catch this thing. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's particles of dust. It's tiny stuff. Now, as far as the White House is concerned, somebody got in. It was a day of celebration with Notre Dame, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody got in, and people got affected, whether it was there or something else. And remember this. When you catch it, you get better. And then you're immune, you know, as soon as so everything goes away from me, you're me immune. You and, 
What? It's amazing to me that you're tell me tell me how you felt what you went through. It's amazing to me that you're back in such strong form right now. How did that happen? You've been talking about Regeneron, Eli Lilly and Regeneron want approval for emergency use at this point. Are they going to yeah. get it? Are they going to get it? Yeah, they're going to get it. Uh, I, I'm back because I'm a perfect physical specimen and I'm extremely young and. Uh, so I'm lucky in that way. Uh, and, and, how, you know, seriously, was, what were your I don't have any, I don't it? have heart problems. I don't have diabetes. I don't have any of the problems that you read about. Perhaps a couple of pounds we could lose here and there. But, you know, there's a lot of people in that category. But no, I'm in good health. And I'm, uh, you know, look, what happens is if you're anywhere around this thing, you can catch it. People caught it. And I'm not just talking about this location. I'm talking about many other locations. Now, what happens is you get better. That's what happens. You get better. Now, we have drugs now that we didn't even know about four months ago, like Regeneron, like, and I'm not even talking about re, Remdesivir. Remdesivir is, you know, it's fine. But but the Regeneron, was, I, I view it as a cure, not just a therapeutic. I view it as a cure because I took it. And Eli Lilly has a great drug. I spoke to the head of it, David, last night, the company, very much along the lines of uh, Regeneron. And they work in a very similar way. It's great. And what I'm doing is I'm going to supply this drug. It made me better. I will tell you right now. I walked in. I didn't feel great. I think I would have done it fine without drugs. You know, you don't really need drugs. And you, they also like to give you steroids, like a steroid combination for a short period of time, because that stops the swelling. Like a baseball pitcher would use a steroid to, you know, when his arm blows up, they want to stop the swelling of the lungs in particular. And uh, so they gave they gave me a steroid, which is a very easy thing to take. But no, I had tremendous well, luck with Regeneron and Eli Lilly. I would have had the luck. What I'm doing now, and I don't know if you saw the video I made last night, but I made a video. I put yes, it out. Yes, I did. And you said and it was a blessing in disguise. A blessing in disguise. I'm I'm glad because I'm the leader, and I can't be like Biden where I hang out in a basement every day. Sure, if I wanted to hang out in a basement, I wouldn't catch it, but I meet a lot of people, and I have to. I'm the president of the country. I can't hang around in a basement. So I figured there would be a chance that I would catch it. Sometimes I'd be with in groups of, for instance, Gold Star families. I met with Gold Star families. I didn't want to cancel that, but they all came in, and they all talked about their son and daughter and father, and, and you know, they all came up to me, and they'd tell me a story, Maria. It was really amazing, actually beautiful, but sad. And they'd come up, and they'd tell me a story about my son, sir, was in Iraq, or he was in Afghanistan. And, sir, he did this, and he did that, and then he charged in order to save his friends. And, yes, sir, he was killed, but he saved his friends. He's so brave, sir. And they'd tell me these stories. And I can't say, back up, stand 10 feet. You know, I just can't do it. And I went through, like, 35 people. And everyone had a different story. I could also say, don't tell stories. They're telling the story of their son who, who just died or daughter or husband who just died in a war or recently died, you know, usually mostly over the last 10, 12 years, but some very recent. And I can't back up, Marie, and say, give me room. I want room. Give me 12 feet. Stay 12 feet away when you die. They come, they come within an inch of my face sometimes. They want to hug me and they want to kiss me. And they do. And frankly, I'm not telling them to back up. I'm not doing it. But I did say it's like, you know, it's it's obviously dangerous. It's a dangerous thing, I guess, if you go by the the COVID thing. But I I figured. Yeah. Look, I look at the numbers. I figured that you probably that probably at some point I'd catch it and I'll get better. That's what happened. I've caught it. 
I could have been out of the hospital in one day. I had the Regeneron. Mm. I don't know what would have happened without the Regeneron. All I know is I had it, and I was better within 24 hours. I felt perfect. I feel perfect now, Maria. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to speak to you. And, and, and you are back in it, sort of knee-deep in work again. I want to ask you about yeah, the stimulus Yeah, I, I was plan, yesterday and the day before the day before that. I worked from the hospital. I worked a full schedule. I missed very well, little time. Well, you're calling for aid now. You want aid for the airlines, for small business, $1,200 checks. Uh, but you just said that you were shutting down talks with Nancy Pelosi. How do you want to see aid play out? And what do you want as far as a priority on stimulus? Well, I shut down talks two days ago because they weren't working out. Now they are starting to work out. We're starting to have some very productive talks. And she wants to happen, too. She doesn't want it not to happen. I believe she wants to ha wants it to happen because it's, it's so good for our country. We really need it. It wasn't our workers' fault. It wasn't our airline's fault that China did this terrible thing to us, and I will not be forgetting about that. China did this. This was all done by China, and we shouldn't be hurting our workers because China put the curse on, because this was a, a horrible scourge, a horrible, horrible thing that they did. And so I said, uh, I said, look, we're not getting anywhere. Shut it down. And, and I'm willing to, I didn't want to waste time. But in any event, after that, we got back, you know, both sides very capable. We got back, we started talking again, and we're talking about airlines, and we're talking about uh, a bigger deal than airlines. We're talking about a deal with $1,200 per person. We're talking about other things. But it's not anybody's so fault. They were trying to get things, and we were trying to get things, and it wasn't going anywhere. I shut it down. I don't want to play games. And then we reopened, and I see the markets are doing well, but I think we have a really good chance of doing something. And Nancy Pelosi, look, she's not my favorite person. She impeached me for no reason. So when you get impeached for no reason, you have a little bit of a telltale lag. But, uh, you know, she impeached me over a phone call that was absolutely perfect. OK, and everybody knew it and they never had a chance. And uh, but, you know, I started well, to go through a process, which is ridiculous. So, you know, it's not well, like the, I'm the impeachment say, oh, trial, I think she's the greatest the person in the world. Trial was not based was not based on on any actual crime uh but i want to talk about that because you've been facing incredible resistance your entire uh your entire term and you've taken some real bold action this week authorizing the disclosure of all of the documents related to the russia hoax yeah. mr president uh we now know from these documents that john radcliffe uh unveiled that it was Hi hillary clinton's idea to tie you to russia in some way it was successful. The whole country was talking about it for two and a half years. But what comes next, Mr. President? We can have all of these documents. We can see exactly what happened. But unless John Durham comes out with a report or indictments, unless Bill Barr comes out with a, 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 some kind of a ruling here, do you think this is resonating on the American people? Unless Bill Barr indicts these people? for crimes, the greatest political crime in the history of our country, then uh, we're going to get little satisfaction unless I win and we'll just have to go because I won't forget it. But these people should be indicted. This was the greatest political crime in the history of our country. And that includes Obama and it includes Biden. These are people that uh, spied in my campaign and we have everything. Now they say they have much more. OK. And I say, Bill, we got plenty. You don't need it anymore. We got so much, Maria. Even just take a look at the Comey report, 78 pages of kill done by Horowitz. And I have a lot of respect for Horowitz. And he said prosecute. He recommended prosecute and they didn't prosecute. I was I couldn't believe it, but they didn't do it because they said we have much bigger fish to fry. Well, that's OK. They indicted Flynn for lying and he didn't lie. They uh, destroyed many lives 
Roger Stone over nothing. They destroyed lives. So look at Manafort. They sent in a black book that was a phony black book. Phony. They made up a black book of cash that he got from Ukraine or someplace. And he didn't get any cash. So, it was I mean, a what, phony book. What they've done to people. Well, Carter I mean, Brennan, John and John, we're going to have Carter Page coming on. He's going to tell his story. And we just heard from Good. George Papadopoulos. Their lives have been completely changed. John Brennan briefed President Obama on this. What else is needed to ensure that the American people understand what took place trampling on American people's rights and liberties before the election? Look, we have all the evidence in the world. In addition to that, I released everything, every document. I don't care what it pertains to. I released everything. I've declassified. I, I'm the only one in the country that has the power to do that. I've declassified everything. I did it a year ago, actually, for Bill Barr. I declassified everything. So they would have no this. So there's not a document they can't have. But uh, it's still not that easy. You have a deep state. You have a group of people that don't want to have documents shown, which tells you a bad thing, you know, but they, they have to give them ultimately. And we're getting them. You know, yesterday, John, John gave John Ratcliffe was terrific. He gave uh, over a thousand pages of documents in that people couldn't get. And they're breaking down. The FBI but is slowly but surely giving giving us what they want, disappointing I, how they're responding. But how come, we haven't, how come we haven't seen this stuff before? We had a Mueller report, uh, a Michael Horowitz report, a Senate Intel report. And where was Christopher Wray in all of this? Let me ask you, Mr. President, address, uh, address Christopher Wray. Will you replace him in a second term? Well, I don't want to say that yet. He's been disappointing. Uh, he talks about... Uh, you know, even the voting thing that like he doesn't see the voting ballots as a, as a problem. There are thousands of ballots right there. You pick up any paper in the country, practically, and they're cheating all over the place on the ballots. So how is that not a problem? That's a much bigger problem than China or Russia. If you look at it, it's a much bigger problem. So when you know, when you say that, oh, I don't see that as a problem, pick up the newspaper and read. And they lost a thousand ballots and or were defrauded in North Carolina. 500 ballots were sent to Virginia erroneously, erroneously. Uh, you look at what happened in, uh, just take a look at what happened in New York with the Carolyn Maloney race. It was a disaster how they were able to give her that victory. I don't know the other guy who was a Democrat uh, in the in, primary, but it was just a small County. primary. Well, you take a the, look at that. Look well, at what happened, look at what happened yesterday. More than two. Yep. Yeah. More than 2000 L.A. County ballots printed, mailed without presidential uh, uh, election, without the presidential right. race on the ballots. Got to uh, put my name ballots on the are ballot. being thrown in the trash. That's ballots right. are being sent to dead people. I have another story every day on this situation. What are you going to do about it, Mr. President? If they cheated in 2016, they're going to cheat again. How are you going to stop this and ensure that you have the wherewithal to fight back if it's all ballot? Uh, lies. 2,000 ballots. Joe Biden has 18, 800, minor lawyers. Detail. 800 lawyers. They, they forgot one minor detail to put my name on the ballot. Okay, other than that, the ballots were wonderful, right? These are cheaters. These are, these are con men. These are cheaters that we're dealing with in Nevada. They don't want to have any uh, signature on the ballots. Uh, he's a real beauty. You know, he comes out of the, he comes out of the political party. He got to be governor. You can't even get a site. If you want to make a speech in Nevada, you can't even get a site. I got a site because I'm president, but you can't even get a site. It's very hard to get a political site to make a speech for, to have thousands of people show up. They have them all over the place. But, you know, he makes it so that it's very difficult. Anybody else can't get a site. And he's in charge of the ballots. And uh, there's bad things happening out there. Now, we have law enforcement watching him. 
Very strong. U.S. attorney is watching him very strongly. The U.S. marshal is watching. In uh, New Mexico, a state that I think we can win, we have the uh, U.S. marshal and the U.S. attorney watching him. So it's not it's not easy for them because we got people watching. Nobody ever had. But it's a corrupt system because they're sending out millions of ballots. Now, when you send out millions of ballots, when you're the sender, you can send them wherever you want. You can send them to Democrat areas, Republican areas. You don't have to send them at all. Uh, Mailmen are being, as you know, indicted. One was indicted yesterday in New Jersey. Uh, Another one was indicted in West Virginia. Mailmen. Ballots are being found in riverbeds. They dumped a whole, they call it a tray. A tray is a lot of ballots. I don't know what, how many, but it's a lot. They found trays wow. of ballots in, in the river. They found uh, eight ballots with my name on, military ballots, eight ballots with my name on it in a waste paper basket in another good state. No, it's a terrible this is thing. And then when you bring it up, they say, Maria, then when you bring it up, oh, he's not yeah. for freedom. He's not for a smooth transfer. You know, well, they keep bringing up the fact that you will not say if I lose, I will leave the White House, Mr. President. And Hillary Clinton told Joe Biden he needs to contest this election, not concede at all. So what do you think? Is this election going to be contested if you win? I'll tell you what I think. If you were running for office and if you see thousands and thousands of ballots being thrown into rivers, and uh, they have your name on it in some cases. In other words, people, we had military ballots where people voted for me, military. The military is going to vote for me because I, I rebuilt the military. I love the military. Despite their phony story that they made up about standing in a grave, it's a totally made up story. They don't even have any witnesses. They made it up. And that's why they're low lives because then they went, they made it up and then they went with a story. They know it wasn't true, but they use it all the time. Uh, actually, it was uh, Joe Biden that called the military a bunch of dirty bastards and he said it on tape. He called them a bunch of dirty bastards, and he said it on tape. Nobody brings that up. The, the I, press doesn't bring that up. They made up a story with me about what I said. It's the most angered I was on this campaign when they did that. I said, now that gloves in, are off, let the gloves in, be off. In fact, one of your priorities has been to bring the troops back home. Um, They're this coming is your, home. Your, your latest yeah, yeah. from Afghanistan. What can you tell us? You say you think all of the troops will be home by Christmas, or are you looking at mid-2021? Shortly, shortly by the end of the year, yeah. So what's happened is, you know, we're in negotiations. But look, the other side's tired of fighting, too. 19 years. It's been 19 years. And I've been bringing them home. We're down to 4,000 troops in Afghanistan. And I'll have them home by the end of the year. They're coming home, you know, as we speak. And 19 years is enough. They're acting as policemen, okay? They're not acting as troops. We have the greatest troops in the world. I wiped out 100% of the ISIS caliphate. I killed Soleimani. I killed al-Baghdadi. Names that everybody, bigger names than Osama bin Laden. Uh, al-Baghdadi founded ISIS. Soleimani was the worst terrorist in 50 years. Uh, I killed both of them. Nobody could find them until I came along. But we've done a great job. Our soldiers have been fantastic. I've rebuilt our military. I want our military home. Because you know what? We're all over the world. We're in all these different sites fighting in countries that nobody ever heard of. And it hurts us because we're you wear out your military And we have to be always prepared for China and Russia and these other places. We have to be prepared. Maybe North Korea. Whatever happened to North Korea, by the way? Remember, we were going to be in a war with North Korea. We're getting along very well. And, uh, you know, we could have lost a couple of million people. Hey, we could have lost a couple of million people. That did not come up at the debate last night. No, they don't bring it up because it's a positive story. They don't bring it up because it's a positive uh, story. 
Pence accused the Biden campaign of plagiarism when it comes to what his plan is. It looks awfully similar to your plan in terms of bringing jobs back to America, firing up the manufacturing uh, uh, industry here. What was your reaction to the debate? What wasn't said that you would have liked to come out? And where do you think the most striking moments were? I thought that wasn't even a contest last night. She was terrible. She was uh I don't think you could get worse and totally unlikable. And she is. She's a communist. She's left of Bernie. She's rated left of Bernie by everybody. She's a communist. We're going to have a communist and she's going to be, in, in my opinion, within a month. Look, I stood next to Joe and I looked at Joe. Joe's not lasting two months as president. Okay, that's my opinion. He's not going to be lasting two months. You know, they all like to say, oh, it was so, so nice. He took his president. ads down. He didn't take his ads down. It was all nonsense. He never, he never took his ads down. No, I, no, she's a communist. She's not a socialist. She's well beyond a socialist. Take a look at her views. She wants to open up the borders to allow killers and murderers and rapists to pour into our country. We have the tightest borders we've ever had right now. I have the wall is up to 350 miles long. It'll be finished very soon. Soon, It's had a tremendous impact. And uh, frankly, we're working along very well with Mexico. But it's hard to get into our country. And when we do have people in our country that are bad, I throw them out. We're throwing out thousands, tens of thousands of people, and they're murderers, and they're rapists. She wants to allow everybody to stay in our country. Look at the manifesto. You know, Bernie lies about all this stuff because, you know, Bernie is, is the guy that's, that's been crazy Bernie. He's the one that's really angry, and so is AOC because, uh, you know, he thought that they had a man in Biden that was going to agree to what they agreed to. And that's no fracking, mm -hmm. open borders, you know, sanctuary cities, all of this stuff. He's still probably going to do sanctuary cities because, you know, that for whatever reason. Well, but, but 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 just to finish, he he goes out and he says no fracking for months during the Democrat debates. And then he gets up and right. he says, no, we're going to frack. Pennsylvania will never go for him because Pennsylvania has a million jobs that are fracking. Fracking is, is energy. That's what they do now. Fracking. And. You got a million jobs that are energy. Their their energy costs would triple if they didn't do fracking. The energy costs in our country would quadruple if we didn't frack. So he goes mm -hmm. around bragging to the liberal Democrats, to the radical left, well, there'll be no fracking. Then he gets on the stage in a more normal time with people like that are normal, like us, that have to have fracking for the jobs, for the cost, for the air. We're energy independent now because of fracking. He says, oh, yes, I'll frack. Take a look at the pictures. I'm sure you've seen them a hundred times. Take a look yes. at him denying there will be no fracking. That's his exact quote. There right. will be. Yeah, and, and then, she made it even more emphatic. And, and she yet, laughed about it. She said it was a fact that that you know, she said that's a fact. She, she sort of put a, an exclamation point on it. But this was one of your key themes in terms of turning the economy around. You opened up the spigot on energy along with cutting totally. taxes We're and cutting totally regulation. Uh, it's, and, and, but Biden said he's going to reverse your tax cut plan, Mr. President. That means raising taxes on everybody. Substantially. Your tax cuts move the needle. What else do you want to do in terms of tax cuts in a second term? Do you want to- We're cutting uh, middle-income taxes. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. We're ahead. cutting middle income taxes uh, uh, substantially. They know that. We're, that's what made this thing successful between that and the regulation cuts. He's going to put all the regulations back on. It's going to take you 20 years to build a highway. I took highway construction down for 19 years to probably one by the time I totally finish it. To get And, and by the way, if it doesn't work, it's you know going to get rejected for environmental or safety reasons. But he's, he's going to put it back. It was taking you 20 years to get a road approved. 20 years to get a road. You Think of it. You start as a young man by the time you're a middle-aged man they haven't approved it and in many cases then they reject it you couldn't get anything approved you couldn't get plants approved you couldn't get energy approved you couldn't get anything it was so crazy i showed you that list of uh, of things that you had to go through to get a permit in this country for a simple factory yes. it was it was 30 feet high i've taken it down to a year from it could be 20 years it could be 15 could be 12 it was massive and what that would do it stopped everything i think that was frankly a bigger thing than even the tax cuts but he he wants to end our tax cuts two things will happen we won't have any jobs all of the companies that are pouring into our country of which there are many especially car companies from japan and germany and other places they're going back they're going to go back. If you do that, they're going to go back because our taxes were so onerous and our regulations were so onerous that even if they wanted to come, I have many car companies coming into this country. You know, when I was when I first started, we hadn't had a car company come in in many years. They weren't coming into mm-hmm. this country. This country was off balance. Now, they take advantage of it. They'd make their car in Japan, Germany, China, and they'd sell it into our company, our country. We wouldn't charge. We'd have maximum 2 percent ta- uh, tariff but we wouldn't even judge them that. And I saved the chicken tax on the truck with South Korea. They were going to wipe out the chicken tax. It's a 25% tax. If it wasn't for me, that tax would be nothing right now. It's the only thing they make money on. Well, because they can't compete. Well, China did not come up very much last night in the debate either. And you have been keeping, you know, the pressure on China uh, to ensure that they change their bad behavior. What is your take on where we are in that in terms of the Chinese Communist Party? They're still stealing intellectual property. Are you expecting to put more tariffs on China in a second term? The deficit was coming way down with China for the first time in 30 years, way, way down with China. I was taking in billions of dollars. I took in $28 billion. I gave the money to the farmers because the farmers were targeted by China as a way to get me to negotiate. I said, no, instead of that, and that's why other presidents, a more normal type president, like a sleepy Joe type, China ripped them off for years and years. I said to China, listen, you want to play games. So what they do is they say, listen, if you don't give us everything we want, we're not going to buy any corn and we're not going to buy soybeans and we're not going to buy beef. And I said, that's OK. Don't buy it. I went to the farmers. I said, look, we got to play a game with these people, but I'm going to put tariffs on you. Nobody ever even heard of tariffs. They never even heard of tariffs. Nobody. In fact, when I first started doing it, they didn't even know what it meant. I said, I'm going to put tariffs well, on you put to the equivalent that you target. Yeah. To the equivalent it, it, that you target our farmers. I'm going to put tariffs sure. on you. We have a lousy phone here. But, Mr. President, we're just getting this breaking news that the initial jobless claims are out. It was a little higher. Uh, It was 840,000 versus an estimate of 820,000. What about the economy, Mr. President? How are you going to get back to the boom times that we were in before COVID arrived? You had an unemployment rate of three and a half percent, the lowest that anybody had seen in some portions of the country. Are you going to use the same playbook to get us back? Give us some of the tools you'll use in a second term. Yeah, we are. Well, I'm going to use tariffs on China because they want to take them off. We're getting billions of dollars. I was going to tell you that we get $28 billion 
because our farmers, that's what they got targeted for. I gave all of the money to the farmers that we had tens of billions left over, which goes into the Treasury. China was getting killed. We were building. Don't forget, you've been a great reporter for a long time. Year 2019, China, if you go back 10 years, 2019, China takes us over as the largest economy on Earth. Well, prior to this uh, plague coming in, and still, by the way, but prior to the plague coming in, China was doing lousy compared to us. We were upping them. We were getting bigger and bigger compared to them. And we were doing great. We were way ahead of China. Nobody, China was never going to catch us if we had a smart guy as president. And the tariffs were pouring in billions of dollars. Then I made the trade deal, and it was a really good deal. They broke it, if you remember. I made a bigger trade deal, and they broke it at the last minute. With two days left, they broke the deal. They said, we can't agree to this. You know, the opening up of China and all the things. So I, I broke off the deal. Then they came back and I made a partial. There was a deal for the a good deal for manufacturers, farmers, you know, et cetera. It was more of a uh, it was modest, but it was still a massive deal. Not as big as USMCA, by the way, if you can believe that. Mm-hmm. But I right, made a right. great deal with China and our I farmers. Know. You know, two weeks ago, they made the largest order of corn in history, the largest order of soybeans in history because they want to keep me happy because they know that I'm a I'm a hair trigger when it comes to them. And I'm sick of them. Everything that we have, we yeah. have that COVID, the China virus because of them. You look back at other other infections that we've gotten because of them. This isn't the first time. And by the way, the uh, the N1, H1, H1, N1, that he always calls it, he always calls it N1, H1. The uh, yes. uh, swine flu, which is H1, N1. We try to tell them every time I have to correct them on that. But the uh, big deal if you look at that, he did a horrible job of running it. It was a joke. His own person, Ron Plain, Plain, Ron Plain said he didn't know what he was doing. It was a horror show. He couldn't yeah. run it. He didn't. Have it. If he ran this, you would have had 2.2 million deaths as opposed to over 200,000. And one is too many because it was yeah. China's fault. But if he ran this, Mr. you would President- have. Remember the original projection, Maria? Was 2.2 million yep. people will die if it's not handled properly. That's right. Well, we're 200,000, so over 200,000. In America, yeah. You have so much that you're dealing with, uh, and now you want to get your next Supreme Court justice confirmed before the election. Do you still feel that you can do that and, and confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court well, we before, the in the next 25 fault. days? If we don't, it's the Republicans' fault. Uh, because uh, there's no reason why not. Look, I'm president, and it's happened 29 times. She made another mistake last night when she said about Lincoln. She was wrong on that, of course. You know, they they were they say things like we go over it. They say we're not going to do this, and they're going to do it. They say they just make. I've never seen such liars as this. They're worse than crooked Hillary. She was worse in other ways. Uh, she was worse. Okay, so I need to rewind this like three minutes right there so we can listen to it let's start at the 30 mark because apparently he says something and i missed it too probably because i'm multitasking so i want to hear it here we go i hope this is the right spot in terms of the chinese communist party they're still stealing intellectual property are you expecting to put more tariffs on china in a second term The deficit was coming way down with China for the first time in 30 years, way, way down with China. 
I was taking in billions of dollars. I took in $28 billion. I gave the money to the farmers because the farmers were targeted by China as a way to get me to negotiate. I said, no, instead of that, and that's why other presidents, a more normal type president, like a sleepy Joe type, China ripped them off for years and years. I said to China, listen, you want to play games. So what they do is they say, listen, if you don't give us everything we want, we're not going to buy any corn. And we're not going to buy soybeans and we're not going to buy beef. And I said, that's okay. Don't buy it. I went to the farmers. I said, look, we got to play a game with these people, but I'm going to put tariffs on you. Nobody ever even heard of tariffs. They never even heard of tariffs. Nobody. In fact, when I first started doing it, they didn't even know what it meant. I said, I'm going to put tariffs well, on you to the equivalent that you target. Yeah. To the equivalent it, that it you put, target our farmers. I'm going to put tariffs sure. on you. We have a lousy phone here. But, Mr. President, we're just getting this breaking news that the initial jobless claims are out. It was a little higher. Uh, it was 840,000 versus an estimate of 820,000. What about the economy, Mr. President? How are you going to get back to the boom times that we were in before COVID arrived? I went to the farmers. I said, look, we got to play a game with these people, but I'm going to put tariffs on you. Nobody ever even heard of tariffs. They never even heard of tariffs. Nobody. In fact, when I first started doing it, they didn't even know what it meant. I said, I'm going to put tariffs well, on you put to the equivalent that you target. Yeah, to the equivalent it, that it you put, target our farmers. I'm going to put tariffs sure. on you. We have a lousy phone here. But, Mr. It's, President, it's, we're just getting this breaking news that the initial jobless claims are out. It was a little higher. Uh, it was 840,000 versus an estimate of 820,000. What about the economy, Mr. President? How are you going to get back to the boom times that we were in before COVID arrived? You had an unemployment rate of three and a half percent, the lowest that anybody had seen in some portions of the country. Are you going to use the same playbook to get us back? Give us some yeah, of the are. tools you'll use in a second term. Yeah, we are. Well, I'm going to use tariffs on China because they want to take them off. We're getting billions of dollars. I was going to tell you that we get $28 billion because our farmers, that's what they got targeted for. I gave all of the money to the farmers and we had tens of billions left over, which goes into the Treasury. China was getting killed. We were building. Don't forget, you've been a great reporter for a long time. The year 2019, China, if you go back 10 years, 2019, China takes us over as the largest economy on earth. Well, prior to this uh, plague coming in, and still, by the way, but prior to the plague coming in, China was doing lousy compared to us. We were upping them. We were getting bigger and bigger compared to them. And we were doing great. We were way ahead of China. Nobody, China was never going to catch us if we had a smart guy as president. And the tariffs were pouring in billions of dollars. Then I made the trade deal, and it was a really good deal. They broke it, if you remember. I made a bigger trade deal, and they broke it at the last minute. With two days left, they broke the deal. They said, we can't agree to this, you know, the opening up of China and all the things. So I, I broke off the deal. Then they came back, and I made a partial. There was a deal for the a good deal for manufacturers, farmers, you know, et cetera. It was more of a uh, – it was modest, but it was still a massive deal. Not as big as USMCA, by the way, if you can believe that. Mm -hmm. But – I right, made a right. great deal with China and our I farmers. Know. You know, two weeks ago, they made the largest order of corn in history, the largest order of soybeans in history, because they want to keep me happy because they know that I'm a I'm a hair trigger when it comes to them. And I'm sick of them. Everything that we have, we yeah. have that covid, the China virus because of them. You look back at other other infections that we've gotten because of them. OK. 
He said, vagina virus? Yes, 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 yes. He said it right there. Oh my gosh, did you guys hear it? The vagina virus. We call it the vagina virus. That's what it's Because it is a vagina virus. Hold on, let's just, let me just go just a few seconds because we have to hear it. That is hilarious. That is so hilarious. Okay, here we go. Not as big as USMCA, by the way, if you can believe that. Mm-hmm. But I right, made a right. great deal with China and our I farmers. Know. You know, two weeks ago, they made the largest order of corn in history, the largest order of soybeans in history, because they want to keep me happy because they know that I'm a I'm a hair trigger when it comes to them. And I'm sick of them. Everything that we have, we yeah. have that COVID, the China virus because of them. <laughs> you look back at other That's other so infections awesome. that we've gotten because of them. This isn't the first time. And by the way, yes. the uh, the N one H one H one N one that he always calls it. He always calls it N one H one. The uh, yes. uh, swine flu, which is H one N one. We try to tell him every time I have to correct him on that. But the uh, big deal. If you look at that, he did a horrible job of running it. It was a joke. His own person, Ron Plain, Plain, Ron Plain said he didn't know what he was doing. It was a horror show. He couldn't yeah. run it. He didn't have it. If he ran this, you would have had 2.2 million deaths as opposed to over 200,000. And one is too many because it was yeah. China's fault. But if he ran this, yeah, you would have. Remember the original projection, Maria? was 2.2 million yep. people will die if it's not handled properly. That's right. Well, we're 200,000 so over 200,000. In America, yeah. You have so much that you're dealing with, uh, and now you want to get your next Supreme Court justice confirmed before the election. Do you still feel that you can do that and, and confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court well, we before, the in the Republican next 25 fault. days? If we don't, it's the Republicans' fault. Uh, because uh, there's no reason why not. Look, I'm president, and it's happened 29 times. She made another mistake last night when she said about Lincoln. She was wrong on that, of course. You know, they they were they say things like we go over it. They say we're not going to do this, and they're going to do it. They say they just make. I've never seen such liars as this. They're worse than crooked Hillary. She was worse in other ways. Uh, she was worse when. She deleted 33,000 emails illegally, and she should be indicted for that. If people delete emails, a regular court case, she deleted 33,000 emails, and nothing happens to her, our justice system, nothing happens to her. With all of the pages of stuff, thousands of pages that we have on them, nothing happens to them. Nothing happens. Well, and, you know, I I'm said saying. I'm going to not get I'm involved, saying. but I mean, I'm going to have to get involved because John Radcliffe, people John Radcliffe people. declassifies all this stuff. It's sitting on his desk, the 1,000 pages sitting on A.G. Barr's desk. What is he going to do about it? Doing it. Uh, I don't know why they're not and, doing and it. I don't know. I don't know I, why. You'll have you to and call I had Bill an interview a couple of weeks ago. You and I had an interview a couple of weeks ago for my upcoming book, and I said to you, what was the one thing you learned from your first term? You said there are protected people. There's so much it's corruption and there are protected people. Is that who you're referring to? Hillary Clinton is protected. She can delete oh, whatever she, she wants and nothing ridiculous. happens. Look what they do. Look what they do to Flynn and so many other people. Look at what how they destroy these people. Uh, it's totally it's 24 years of putting radical liberals in there and also Bush haters, you know, Trump haters. They put the Bush people in there. Frankly, the Bush people. Some of these losers that used to work for Bush—they're worse than—they're uh, worse than the Obama people. So I've got—I've uh, got never Trumpers. I've got a combination of never Trumpers, and I've got uh, 
you know, the Clinton people and the Bush people. Who are the Clinton people and the Bush people, you guys? Who are these super never Trumpers? They're sitting under they're they're sitting under the GOP flag. They love the color orange and they will. You know what? We should talk about Portman in Ohio, but we shouldn't because we need his freaking seat right now. He is going to be annihilated. I'm telling you that now. Dig, 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 digging has come up with some really interesting stuff on this McCainer. McCainers, McCainers, all those generals, McCainers, all those people, McCainers, McCainers that were pissed that Manafort and Roger Stone would not play their game, even though they were in their circles. McCainers, McCainers, McCainers which are under the Bushers. And I saw a Bush staffer as a, that I know quite well, did block him on my Facebook because we were friends so that I can kind of just keep in touch. Blocked immediately the minute I saw that that person wormed their way into the White House press. That concerned me. So... No namers, McCainers, Bushers, they all fall there. And I'm going to go back to one of the first articles I put out on Bush 41's right hand man. Gosh darn it, I still have to wait to talk about Panama. So um, the president knows what's up. We know what's up. The thing is, the world's going to know what's up pretty quick. I mean, man, take the red pill, don't take the suppository. It was 24 years of, of, of some bad stuff. And we have great people, too. I have great people. But we have some bad people. And we have people yeah. that somehow Bill has got to move. I don't know what's going on. You got everything. We found him. We caught him. But look at Hillary Clinton. Forget about what was on the emails. Okay, forget about what was on them. She said it was ballet and it was, it was uh, you know, her, her teacher's uh, at her daughter's wedding. And it was, you know, a lot of nonsense. So she had 33,000 emails. She got, forget about what was on the emails. It's irrelevant. Uh, although many of them were classified, highly classified. And you go to jail for that. But, and, and they're in the State Department. But Mike Pompeo has been unable to get them out, which is very sad. Actually, I'm, I'm not happy about him for that, that reason. He was unable to get them out. I don't know why. You're running the State Department, you get them out. But they're in the State Department. FBI's been slowly getting stuff out. You're seeing it. Uh, Rick Grinnell has done a phenomenal job. John Ratcliffe has done a phenomenal job. And, you know, to be honest, Bill Barr is going to go down either, either as the greatest attorney general in the history of the country or he's going to go down as a you know, very uh, sad, sad situation. I mean, I'll be honest with you. He's got all the information he needs. They want to get more and more and more. They keep getting more. So you don't need any more. You got more stuff than anybody's ever had. Now, it, you know, with Durham, I don't know what happened to Durham. But we're going to find out what happened to Durham. But he's got so much stuff. Look, uh, Mr. Horowitz was appointed by Obama. He wrote a approximately 78 pages on Comey that was scathing, scathing. And they didn't go after Comey. Yep. And even the New York Times, which is totally biased garbage. It's a terrible newspaper. It's totally a, a, disg a disgusting newspaper. It's, a, it's the enemy of the people. Mm -hmm. 
and write stories. If I did something so good, they don't even want to talk about uh, peace in the Middle East, no bloodshed. They don't want to talk about anything having to do with it. These are very dishonest people. But even they wrote a scathing report when Horowitz, Inspector General Horowitz, who I have a lot of respect for. I never met him, but I have a lot of respect for because he was an appointment <laughs> by Obama and he came up with a scathing report. Nothing happened with it. I mean, what happened? You didn't need anything else beyond that report. That report told, said yeah. he was a liar. He lied to Congress. He lied to everybody. That report was scathing. He did a scathing report in McCabe. McCabe goes out and gets a stupid television show like, like he's a little angel sitting right. on CNN, fake news CNN. And, and he... And he pulled out of uh, the Senate hearing that he was supposed to do. Mr. President, I know you have to go. Just to recap, you're not going to do the next debate because it's virtual. You're feeling good. I know I want to make sure that the audience understands you're feeling good. Have you been tested recently? Can you tell us anything else no, about I'll, I'll your condition? No, I'll be tested very soon, but I'm, I'm essentially very clean. Uh, they say it's over a period of six, seven days. And uh, I was, uh, I, you know, it was an amazing thing happened to me. I just went in and I didn't feel good. And that's okay. I expected at some point because I'm out there. I've got to be a leader. I can't, you know, Winston Churchill didn't sit right. in his basement for six months. I got a lot of things doing. And I, again, when I want to say hello to Gold Star families, when I say, I'm not going to be in a basement saying, hey, I can't see you as you traveled in from California and all the different places. It's okay. And I figured at some point I would, it's a very, look, it's a tiny, tiny, I liken it to a tiny little microscopic piece of dust. And it gets into your nose or your mouth or your eye, frankly, or something else, or you touch something. So I understand. And then you get better. But what's happened is the big thing is that happened is we have, I call them cures. I don't call them therapeutics. But between Eli, Eli Lilly and, uh, Regeneron, these are two different companies. You take it, it's an antibody drug. You take it and it beats the hell out of it. And I'm telling you, I could have yeah. walked out there 24 hours after I went in. I didn't even have to go in, frankly. I think it would have gone away by itself. You know, 99.9% .9 below a fairly substantial age has no problem. I mean, they can get it, they can feel a little sick, but they, they, don't, they don't die. And the tiny percentage of senior citizens and all. So what I'm going to do is take uh, Re Regeneron and take the Eli Lilly uh, equivalent. They're a little different. They're, you know, both both great, both great, but very similar. I'm well, going to send them. How long will you be, how long will you be taking them? Uh, I've stopped. I don't take them anymore. No, I don't take them anymore. Okay. I'm taking, I think I'm taking almost nothing. I think I'm finished with just about everything. Um, I think you go a little bit longer on, they, they have a steroid. It's not even, it's not a heavy steroid. They, they have that go a little bit longer. Uh, but I'm not taking, I'm almost not taking anything. I feel great. I mean, I'd rather do the interview with you in person rather than a telephone that obviously doesn't work very well. Um, well, I'd like to come uh, back to the White House soon to do another interview, Mr. President. We'll I'd love to come it. back to the White we'll House. I Why saw it Hillary Clinton being indicted for terminating 33,000 emails that she got from Congress. Congress made a request to see him. Everybody else I know gets indicted when they don't give that. They don't give, she, she destroyed 33,000 emails. Forget about the fact that they were classified. Let's go. Maybe Mike Pompeo finally finds yeah. them, okay? But, but and, forget and about the fact that they were- And I remember back in the day, Bill Clinton met with then sitting AG Loretta Lynch on a tarmac 
three days before Hillary was to have her interview with the FBI sure. in that non-investigation. Sure. And they talked about golf and they talked about golf for 45 minutes and they talked about their grandchildren. Well, that didn't. No, I've been on private planes all my life. I've never seen a plane stop on a tarmac to pick somebody up. It just doesn't happen. You know that better than I do. So let me just tell you, mm. he went there, in my opinion, to talk about extending her for attorney general or putting her in the Supreme Court if she doesn't do bad things to Hillary. And she did nothing to Hillary. That's what she talked about. And I wouldn't wow. be surprised if you could find those papers. Well, that's what it is, because that's called life. Hillary Clinton, they were after Hillary Clinton after a stroke. This is like before my time. They were after Hillary Clinton on the emails and on many other things. She's crooked. She's crooked as hell. She's a crooked person. And by the way, you talk about a uh, transition of power. She's telling Biden not to do it. But then if I say it, it's like, oh, right. it's a big story, you know. But Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton gets on a plane on a, on a tarmac and they talk for 45 minutes about their grandchildren. No, they didn't talk. In my opinion, what they talked about was we'll extend you an attorney general or we're going to give you the next Supreme Court justice case. We're going to give you the seat. Wow. And, and then she, and then she told alone. Jim Comey leave to call it a matter. Alone. That's what they she do. She said call That's it a matter, not an investigation. Call it a matter. And, uh, you know, call, right. and the same thing with Comey. Look at the way Comey tried to protect her. Now, he got caught because they had a revolution in the FBI, because when he got up and tried to exonerate her, the FBI, which is phenomenal people in the FBI, they had a revolution. You go back to the New York Post and you read what happened years ago. The people working in the FBI had a revolution when he let her go, because instead of just saying we're letting her go, he read all the charges and the charges made her guilty right. as hell. She did this. She did that. We're letting her go. She did this. She did that. There were like nine or 11 charges that were all she was all guilty. And then at the end, he said, and therefore, we've decided to let her go. She had a they had a revolution with the honest people of the FBI. So then he had to go back and reverse his tracks and he had to go back and say, well, I'm going to go back and investigate it again. Then he did the investigation. Right. And but it was getting very close to the election. So he said, well, we won't be able. This will take years to do because they found the perverts uh, computer. So he said, it'll take years to find go through all this stuff. So that was no good because that wouldn't clean her up for the election. Then he miraculously said, oh, we found a computer uh, uh, app that will allow us to go through 8,000 or 78,000. I don't know how some, she must just sit there and do these things all day long, but 78,000 uh, emails and text messages. We, we found a, a new app and it can do everything in 10 minutes. So it went from years of looking to he can do it in 10 minutes. There's a phony. There's no app that can do that. How can an app tell you? So <laughs> three days later, he came out that she's clean. You know her big mistake? She was so uh, traumatized by the whole thing that she never, ever built it up. She never, it's her fault. I figured she'd have news conferences. You go back and look. She never looked. Comey gave her a pass. She, Comey gave her a pass and well, she never talked about it. That, then they all wiped their phones clean. And the Mueller report, 29 phones wiped clean. But, Mr. Yeah, President, I want to ask you what you're doing for the, what you want to do for the country in a second term, because you had a really wide tent at your convention. We've spoken with Burgess Owens, Herschel Walker, Candace Owens, all of these people from the black community that have said very supportive things about you. Talk to us about what you want to do in a second term and why you think you are hearing this outreach from the black and minority community. 
We have tremendous black community support, men and women, by the way, because I've done more for the black community than any president except Abraham Lincoln, and it's true. What I've done for criminal justice reform, opportunity zones, historically black colleges and universities, nobody's ever done what I've done. Prison reform, nobody's ever done what I've done for the black community other than Abraham Lincoln. I mean, to be honest with you, I say it, and people don't even challenge me on it. Uh, And... They are, the black community understands that they've been used by the Democrats. They come back five months before an election. They come back. They want, they, they want the vote of the black voter. And they promise all sorts of things. The day after the election, they forget them for another four years. It's a disgrace, I'll tell you. But nobody's done what I've done. Look at historically black colleges. Obama wouldn't even fund them. They wouldn't, wouldn't give them any fun. I gave them 10 years worth of financing at a higher number than they asked for. I said, you're going to need more money than that. Well, school choice is a major issue this election, Mr. President. We've got mothers, women watching who want the opportunity to have a choice when they send their kids to school. I don't understand why your critics are against school choice. Well, not, not my critics. It's the Democrats. The Republicans love school choice and they love charter schools. We have charter schools that are so successful, you wouldn't even believe it. The same student in a, start, in a charter school is like a great student. You put them in that public school system that's being destroyed by the unions. Just absolutely what's happening there. Biden can't go away from the unions because he's got union support. I think I have a lot of union support. You want to know the truth. And by the way, teachers are teachers. We have to put them in the charter schools. You do. You can put them in the charter schools. You know, a teacher is a very valuable, incredible gift to our country. And I love the teachers. I wouldn't be talking to you if it weren't for some very good teachers. And and let me just tell you, uh, they want to get rid of school choice. And school choice is is the biggest civil rights gift of everything. They want to get rid of it because of the unions. The the teachers union controls Biden. And, And the radical left controls Biden. Biden won't be president for two months, okay? He won't be president for two months. So if Biden so ever got you in, mean, you mean he'll have he, to step down? Are you saying you think he'll have capable. to step down after two months? He's not mentally capable of being president. You know that. Everybody knows that. Everybody that knows him. He can't be president. And this monster that was on stage with uh, Mike Pence, who destroyed her last night, by the way. But this monster, uh, she says, no, no, there won't be fracking. There won't be this. There won't. Everything she said is a lie. In fact, they well, go she back wants to reimagine and they agreed the to the manifesto. Take a look at the manifesto. They agreed to that with Bernie Sanders and AOC and AOC plus three, I call it. You know, all the killers. Yes. They agreed to it. In fact, AOC is having a fit this morning because they disavowed it. They agreed to the manifesto. Right. Open borders, crime pouring into our country. They want to have thousands of people that are murderers, rapists, Pour into our country. They could be very sick people. Our borders are sealed right now, except if you come in legally. And it's a great time that I got it done in time. 350 miles already of wall. That's had a well, huge you're right. Kamala Harris said she wants to eliminate cash bail for the country. We know what that's done for New York, Mr. President. It's destroyed. It's, helped. it's one of the many things bail, that's destroyed New York. Yeah, it's destroyed New York. It's, yeah. it's what's happened. Do you think it'll come back? What's happened in New York is one of the saddest things I've ever seen happen to a city. Now, it's happening in Chicago, too. It's all Democrat-run cities. 
the only way it's going to come back is you're going to have to find a young version of Rudy Giuliani. Otherwise, it's not because they have all these lefties in New York running for office and uh, they use their criminal system. Would Don Jr. do it? They use their... Would Don Jr. run for mayor in New York? Would Don Jr. do it? No, I hope not because he couldn't win as a Republican. Couldn't, wouldn't have a chance. It's it's an all Democrat city. I'm making actually play for the uh, whole state. You know, I did well there, but, you know, in theory... See, the Republicans have a disadvantage. They lose New York, Illinois, and California before it even starts. So, you you know, I had to run the table last time. It's not easy. And frankly, winning the Electoral College is tougher, in my opinion, than getting the popular vote, because I don't campaign in New York, Illinois, and California, you know, because they're sort of meant like they're automatic for years. This is for years, no big secret. So you start off with three of the biggest states that you now can't lose almost anything. That was what the miracle was last time. I won Florida. I won North Carolina. I won Pennsylvania. I I ran the board. I won South Carolina. I won Georgia. I won Michigan, which hadn't been won in decades and decades. And we should win it again because I brought so much business there because she's the lockup queen. What she's done to that that place is horrible. She's locked it up. She's got people like living in prison. The court just overturned her. They said what you're doing is unconstitutional. What they're doing to Wisconsin is horrible. Look what they're doing to Wisconsin. Are you giving him, are you letting him off the hook by not doing a debate because it's virtual? No, I don't want to do a virtual debate because a virtual debate is a a joke. There's no reason. I'm in great shape. I I just, you know, unlike Joe, I don't have the luxury of staying in a basement all day long. I'm running a country. You know, when Winston Churchill was prime minister, he would stand in the top of buildings as Hitler was dropping bombs on London. You know that. You've heard that. And he'd mm. make speeches and put his fist up in the air and say, how dare you, you know, the mad dog, he called him. And, uh, you know, it's, I can't stay in a basement. I can't stay in a basement. And he can. I mean, so is that the reason you Probably wanted the to make sure people you don't have understood to hear what he says, you were strong? When he, when he talks, the way he talks, you can't get sentences out. In fact, if I was criticized for one thing... So what do you make of these polls I, then, Mr. President? I don't know. Do I don't understand it. I don't believe them. I don't believe the polls because we've never had this much support. They have a boat thing. They have 5,000 boats. They have thousands of trucks all over the country. I saw I one. Don't believe I saw polls. one in my neighborhood. Maria, I don't believe the polls. And you had the same polls. They were worse the last time. I had one last yes, time. I was nine down in nine different states, and I won all of them. I was in nine states. I was down. Big ones. I won every one of them. This, the polls are rigged just like the reporters are rigged. We have a very dishonest media. I, I, yeah. Well, the media does not want to focus. The mainstream media has not focused on many of your successes. You mentioned one of them, the Middle East peace uh, program that you are leading. Are we going to see more countries announce that yes. they will normalize relations with Israel? Yeah, we're going to have more countries come in, and they're they're all lined up already. It's like I've done it totally different. They put me up for a Nobel Prize, two Nobel Prizes, that in Kosovo, Serbia. Congratulations, Mr. President. No, but I know, but the press doesn't even write about it. Not that I did that, but the press doesn't think of it. You get nominated for a Nobel Prize, you don't even get uh, a story. They don't even write about it. They don't even talk about it. It's disgusting, frankly. Obama got one. Nobody even, like his first couple of weeks in office, nobody even knew what he did. And he didn't know what he did when they asked him, why are you getting it? He had no clue. But he got it because he's a liberal Democrat and life is a lot easier. Tell you, life is a lot easier on the other side. But this is the side that works. 
This is the side that's going to keep our cities straight and clean and safe and law and order. Because you take a look at what's happening in Portland and Chicago and New York, and every one of them is radical left Democrats, and they're destroying those cities. And if I'm the only thing standing in the way, because this country, this this country will go to hell. Your taxes will double and triple and quadruple. Your stock markets will crash. We'll have a depression the likes of which we've never seen before. Mr. President, I so appreciate your time this morning. We hit on a lot of important uh, issues for the American people, and we thank you so much, Mr. President. I'm glad you're feeling strong. You sound terrific. I feel great. Thanks a lot, Maria. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mr. President. She looked like she was going to cry. That was a lengthy interview. It was a great interview. Uh, I wanted to say uh, 25th Amendment is trending on Twitter and it's going to be talked about tomorrow on the 25th day away from the elections, just like I told you. So we already know. I wanted to. (laughs) Gavin sent me a text. of uh, the word vagina is actually in the urban dictionary. I just want you guys to see what the hell popped up. Wait, let me see if I could zoom in. There we go. Let me see if it zooms in for you guys too. Does it? Okay. (laughs) So I was looking at this guy's definitions. They're really funny. A Chinese vagina. I think I'm heading to Ming's whorehouse to get some of that mean vagina. And look what pops up. Get a vagina mug for your brother-in-law Manafort. What? 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 I'm going to like this. Okay. Thoughts and prayers. It's the October 3rd word of the day. I couldn't care less, but one must keep up appearances. Frenemy has a family tragedy. Thoughts and prayers. Interesting. Oops. I don't want to sign in. Next. Here's more of a China. Um, oh, no. That's not the vaginas. Where's the vaginas? Hold on. There's lots of vagina definitions. Just, it's just like this guy, Fat Washington, made up the term vagina. Um, oh, where are they? Where are the go back? Hold on, go back. Vagina number two, where babies are made, almost China, but not vagina. Get a vagina mug for your uncle Jose. Vagina definition number three, a piece of china that re- resembles a vulva. The most common type reference in an MCM Facebook group seems to be white milk glass with gold beaded edge. I found a huge blue vagina at Salvation Army for $2.99. Get the vagina neck gaiter and mug. Vagina. A vagina with a high occupancy level or large population. Also a very large vagina. That chick sleeps with everyone. She has a vagina. Get a vagina mug for your barber, Rihanna. (laughs) I'm just saying this is okay. Now the Greek word for vagina, so voluminous that all of China can fit into its abyss is another definition for vagina, which means dude, Natasha's vagina was much bigger than that elephant cow. It was freaking vagina. My gosh, these are so profane. This is from the urbandictionary.com. So I thought that would be kind of hilarious. So we can end that with uh, a little bit of laughter, which is very necessary um, in these times. Um, So yeah, vagina, sleeping with the deep state. Uh, (laughs) I'm starting to feel dirty. 
That's so awesome. But I, I just thought that was interesting to see. Now, I hear uh, because uh, Rush Limbaugh is going to be out for cancer treatment on Friday, President Trump is going to be hosting the Rush Limbaugh show. So obviously, we're going to be streaming the whole thing. Uh, this is going to be <laughs> super duper interesting. Now, I'm going to end today's show, Tori Says Show, because we're like half hour over on time. I just wanted to say, you know, sometimes, you know, I like my glasses. I get my ego hurt sometimes and I shouldn't have one. But, you know, that's that's the human side of me. Uh, I feel like, oh, I want to rip them off and just I'm right here. Hey, that's me. But I'm not, even though I want to so bad, I'm not. <clears throat> that ego. So on that note, I was thinking maybe today um, we can all together um, just kind of reflect on what we're seeing, what is happening, and how much is going on in the background that we don't seem to um, not seeing happening. How's that? Um, because in, in this time where we are confused as to what is fact and what is fiction, uh, reflecting within ourselves is a lot easier. And, and I don't mean this in just like a spiritual sense per se, I'm saying it in a sense of trying to understand where your core is and where you lie, you know, where you are. And um, you're going to need it, man. 26 days to go to get that landslide. It's going to be, but even though that's the day of the election, you're going to have to remember the 5th of November. I say that again. So um, with that, focus on your core and... Stay attuned with yourself. God bless everyone. Begin and hearts deceive.